0: I'm vengeance. I'm the knight. I don't have any pants on.
1: Yeah, this is episode number 35, right Tim? You got it, 35 Finally, get one right um, But yeah, this is uh, the Bad Fans Podcast And um, my name is Dane and we also got Tim with us Tim, Tim, how have you been, man?
2: I've been pretty good It's been a pretty good two weeks, I would say, for Batman news And just geeky news in general with Comic-Con yeah, uh, last week, so I'm good and excited <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just, you just have to play The waiting game, right? Yeah,
2: that's the only part that sucks <laughs>
1: um, and We also have Terrence with us Terrence, why don't you tell the good people About your life so far
0: Yeah, life is good Especially for a Batman fan And uh, I missed the last podcast So it's been like a month since I had some, some People to talk to about Batman here who would actually listen and know what I'm talking about. So, uh, excited to be back. Yes, uh, quick little thing. Uh, my friend Dan, who we talked about a couple times on previous podcasts, in fact, Lord of the Rings Dan. Lord of the Rings Dan, yeah. In (laughs) fact, the subject of a few of our rating systems. Um, He came and visited me. I haven't seen him in like 12 years. And uh, he was driving from New York to Florida. So he stopped in North Carolina for a couple hours to, to visit me. And he's got a son who's about, you know, three. And so he kept telling his son, his so son's like, who, who are we going? And he kept telling him, we're going to see that Batman guy, the Batman guy. So and he told me this on the phone. I'm like, Oh no, this kid's going to think like I got like a bat cave and a bat, you know, a helicopter or something. And I'm going to come out in the suit and all this stuff. And I'm just like some fat nerd who talks about Batman. He's going to be so disappointed. But, um, he actually, they, we, I luckily I have plenty of Batman toys and he's into cars. So he like fixated on some Batmobile matchbox cars and was quite happy. Um, and, uh, it was kind of funny too, cause they, they said they, they struggled for, um, what shirts to wear to come visit me. So Dan was wearing a millennium Falcon shirt that his wife had bought and the kid was wearing a Batman shirt. Uh, so it was kind of fun to see them. Um, and, uh, Looking forward to talking to you guys about a lot of the cool stuff that's going on with the new TV show and the new movie and some new comics. And our, our, our I guess uh, Rob is now the officially the new guy. I'm not the new guy anymore. But I had kind of a identity crisis, though, because I, I was like, oh, Rob's going to be on the podcast now. He's like the Batman. I mean, I'm sorry. He's like the Robin guy. And I'm like, well, Dane's kind of like the Batwoman guy, and Tim's definitely the animated series guy. I'm like, well, what, what am I on the podcast? And I realize I'm, just, I'm the old guy. <laughs> so uh, every time somebody mentions, I'm like, well, back in the 80s when I got Detective Comics for 75 cents. Uh, so uh, any any historical knowledge I have firsthand of. So, um, But excited to be here, guys. I'll
2: have to ask about Dan's uh, Star Wars. Sure. Was it a red or a blue Millennium Falcon shirt?
0: It was red with, like, uh, it was kind of like the the blueprints of the Millennium yep. Falcon, kind of, in white. He, his wife got it for him at Target, he's, she said, so uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I got that exact
2: same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, was it that one or just a, a plain blue shirt with a picture of the Millennium Falcon that, that I had also? So. <laughs> it's the red one, yeah. Conger yeah.
1: just struck out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, Rob, I'll I'll get get to you in a minute, but Tim, I I just remembered a question I needed to ask you.
2: An important question, I take it.
1: Um, You're dying. Uh, You only have, like, I would say, like, two weeks to live. And you you don't want your family to feel bad and, you know, be all sad when you die. So your plan is to uh, reenact your favorite uh, Batman the Animated Series episode,
2: Naked. Which one do you pick? (laughs) Wow, <laughs> that is a very important question.
1: You play all the parts, male and female, and uh, you're naked. You, you reenact for your family to watch.
2: Well, I don't think they'd want to see that. <laughs> 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 I think it would be funny enough just to see me act, try to act it out. <laughs> let alone. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if there would be more. I don't think it would be fun doing my favorite episode. But probably more fun to do is like an action, more action oriented episode. Maybe that's a good question.
1: So which one? Which action oriented episode? <laughs> I
2: guess I'll go with Over the Edge. That has some great action in it. The police, the police shootout in the that cave. Uh, Nightwing shootout in his loft with the police. he got Batman's fight with Bane, and his a runner with Commissioner Gordon a little bit shooting at him, so <laughs> I'll go with that one. A lot of running around. I thought i put a smile on okay. their faces. Okay, and uh, has that... one, more,
1: uh, one more question. Okay. Uh, same situation, but you have to pick a song that you really hate, that you can't stand every time you turn on the radio it's on, or you, um, you, you flip the station. Which one do you pick?
2: Let's just go anything Justin Bieber's terrible, so... <laughs> I don't know any of the songs. I just know they're all terrible.
1: <laughs> Anything Justin Bieber? Yeah. That's that's a good answer. Um, but we also have Rob with us. Rob, if you were dying, which animated or Batman the animated series episode would you reenact naked for your family to watch? <laughs> I was
2: hoping I was going to dodge that question. <laughs> we could do a double performance, Rob. Well, there we go. I'll go first, and you could uh, close <laughs> it out. <laughs>
3: yeah. So by that way, after you go, they're they're gonna be numb to the idea and like, all right, hurry up, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go with growing pains. How about that? It's good. It's good. Um, Won't
2: cheer them up though. That's a pretty emotional episode, especially the ending.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can deliver that line. Let's just call it murder. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sir, please die face down. Wouldn't that be poetic if that was the moment I actually did die? That would be, yeah. (laughs) Or in the
2: Feet of Clay part two where Clayface fakes his own death in that scene with all the monitors. (laughs) he actually calls it his greatest death scene ever. (laughs) That would be a real poetic way to go out. Only you would think of these questions, (laughs) Dane. Stuff that never (laughs) pops in my head. (laughs) I can't
0: get it out of my head, because Over the Edge has that big emotional scene at the end with Barbara Gordon and Commissioner Gordon, and she goes to tell her she's Batgirl, and they hug, and I'm just picturing Tim acting out both parts (laughs) naked (laughs) while his family watches. (laughs) I'm just envisioning
3: him... uh reenacting Bane picking up the bat signal and (laughs) hurling it. Oh,
2: man. I'll probably kill everyone else watching, too.
1: (laughs) But on a more serious note, um, I was watching the the two-part Two Face um, episodes, and um, Tim, do you remember when uh, PJ was going off on how good those episodes yeah, were? Uh...
2: He was right. He yeah. was right
1: because, I mean, it, it, it's a completely new take. Well, I mean, it feels like it, it feels like a completely new take on, um, on Two Face. It's, it's like he had like some sort of like mental issues before he was even scarred, and you know, the scarring was you know just yeah. that. The, the final straw kind of thing, right? And, like, uh, I was thinking, I wonder if that would have worked in The Dark Knight. I mean, we got a little bit of it when uh, when Harvey Dent um, kidnaps that, or, or one of the Joker guys. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't really expanded on it. I was just wondering if, like, if how they did it in the animated series could work in The Dark Knight.
2: I think it was played perfectly in The Dark Knight, to be honest. I mean, they just had that one moment, like you said. I thought that was enough because I don't think they really could have done everything that the animated series done, because I think it they really would have been just Harvey Dent's movie, sort of more so than the Batman and Joker. So I think Dark Knight did it perfectly. And the way he actually becomes Two-Face, I think, is done better in the Dark Knight than the animated series, which, coming really? from me, is something really? pretty big. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <That's> you're sure right. <laughs> um, but... Well- Oh, go ahead, Rob.
3: No, I, I was just gonna say, talking about The Dark Knight for a second. Uh, when I was watching the movie, and then they're doing the whole Rico thing um, on the stand, um, I was thinking, oh, is this where he's gonna pull out the acid and throw it in his face? Because they're in the courtroom, and that's supposed to, you know, at least in the comics, that's yeah. kind of how that was portrayed. So I was kind of shocked. I'm like, oh, so he's that Two faced there? So every time that he was on screen, I was kind of waiting for that. Moment. I, I will agree. I do like the way he became Two-Face in the movie, but I would have liked to have had a little bit more of his personality snap when you know, Gordon's, or he's in the hospital and says, you know, what was that name you guys had for me? I would have liked to have kind of seen a little bit more of that, why they were referring to him as Two-Face, but that was my two cents.
1: Yeah, I think everybody expected uh, that whole courtroom scene for... You know Harvey to become Two Face.
2: I think it was put in there because of that kind of like a little nod to that to his origin yeah. story from the comics.
1: I remember, I remember being like, "Wow, they're really cutting to the chase, aren't they?" I mean, they're, <laughs> they're not, they're not expanding this at all. But um, Tim, you had our featured topics. So why don't you tell the good people, and they are good people, except our serial killer listeners, <laughs> if, we, if we have any.
2: Hopefully not.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're big in prison. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, I mean, hey, it's, it's listeners, right? And they, they don't have anything else better to do. So, right. So why not?
2: Unless this podcast drives them to become serial killers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you are a serial killer, hey, man, just just turn yourself in, because that's the right thing to do. Stop killing people, man. It's, it's irritating. Um, but Tim, why don't you tell the good people, minus the serial killers, about our future
2: topic? Will do. Yeah, so like we said before, Comic-Con was, uh, just ended, was, as we were recording this last week, and a lot of big Batman news was announced there, finally. It wasn't just a little comic, uh, recap or telling us what future Batman stories are coming to the comics, that no, we got stuff covering movies, even some video games, and the comic was actually, I would think, pretty light this year as far as news, so... The future topic is going to be kind of like a Comic-Con recap discussion of the big Batman announcements. And I think I could say safely, there was none bigger than the announcement that Batman will be showing up in the sequel to Man of Steel, which there's no official title yet, but everyone's saying it's just going to be Batman and Superman, Batman versus Superman, something like that. So I'll just go ahead and start with that. I mean, uh, what was your guys' first impressions or feelings when you first heard that announcement? Like, what was your thoughts on it? Shocked, I, I assume. But <laughs> what were your initial reactions to that when it was first announced?
1: Terence, why don't you go? <laughs> you to go
0: first. Okay. <laughs> you anyway, no, i really. still too like
2: shell shocked with that news that you can't even speak. of Yeah,
0: I, I was speechless, and I've remained speechless till just three seconds ago. Uh, and um, actually, I was I was pretty excited because I've said from the beginning, uh, especially on this podcast, that I wanted to see. Warner Brothers do a Batman Superman world's finest movie. You know, Could they could be a team up or it could be against each other for some of the movie. Um, more so than a Justice League movie. I, I think Justice League movie is just trying to copy the Avengers. And the big draw of a Justice League movie is Batman Superman anyway. So start with Batman Superman and then build from there to a Justice League movie. And it seems like that is kind of the game plan. I'm a little surprised that they're doing it in the second Superman movie. I probably would have preferred the third Superman movie, maybe. Give Superman another movie to build sort of um, his kind of universe with working at the planet. We've, we still haven't seen Lex Luthor. You know, he could have done a really cool villain with Brainiac. So, um, but, uh, you know, I'll take it as soon as possible. Um, Zack Snyder, I'm, I'm a little weary as to how well he'll tell uh, Batman's origin. He's his... I've had some issues with his characterization, although his movies look awesome. And so I'm pretty sure Batman will look great and the action scenes will look great. Um, I, I, my, my heart tells me that they need to just do everything and anything possible to try to get Christian Bale to come back. Um, (laughs) I don't know if there is any amount of money or anything they could do or say to get him back. Um, Cause I would just so much prefer it just just go in with Batman as Christian Bale and you can just start it and then you don't have to try to, you know, um, reimagine him or, or reinvent him or try to do like they did in Spider-Man and, and redo the whole thing. Um, but I also think it's a great move because if they do a new Batman in the Superman movie and, um, it's popular and people like it, then they can just continue with it and they can do some Batman solo movies. And we got our new Batman. If they do it and, it, if they don't people don't like it, it it comes off bad then it's easy to just kind of write that off and say oh that was the Superman movie and then come back out with a reboot of Batman um, again, um, it's a lot harder if they reboot Batman and then it doesn't work so um, from that it's almost like you get sort of a, a safety net that if people don't really like the new Batman that they have a, a chance to, to reboot it but um, overall, I'm looking forward to it, and I, th- I think it'll be pretty good. Cool. How
2: about you, Rob? What was your
3: reaction? Uh, same as Terrence. I uh, just got out of my silence uh, 15 seconds after his uh, moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I looked at it, and I thought, okay, somebody superimposed the image. That that can't be real. So I instantly started lo- you know, looking around uh, on the Internet. It was all the same, you know, just handheld, you know, uh, iPhone shot of the uh, screen, and I thought, wow, they're really you know going to do this. Um, I, I, for one, it's like I like the Nolan universe, but I want to leave that alone. Um, I, I want to see a new Batman, and I do not want to see a Batman in an all black suit. I want black and gray Batman, yellow utility belt, or go with you know the Arkham Origins look, you know type of a deal. But I'm I'm sick of seeing the you know black. <laughs> the black suit because it's like that's that's not comic book accurate and people keep saying oh you know that won't work with batman i'm like look if captain america can wear red white and blue and iron man can wear gold and red batman can be in blue and gray or black and gray probably not blue and gray but um i think this is a good launching point uh not only for Batman, but for the Justice League, give you a little bit of a taste. I was kind of on the fence of like, you know, it'd be nice to have Superman have one more movie, but with the 2015 date, you've got the Avengers, you've got Star Wars. So throwing, you know, just, just having Batman in the title is, is going to be a huge draw. And, you know, Superman will too. Um, I, I, I'm kind of, kind of hoping that they're going to treat it as it's primarily a Superman movie. And there's this other person, uh, that it happens to be Batman. Um, you know, the other Superman's having to track down, maybe Brainiac will fit in there somewhere or it'll be Luthor or, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> in case you can't tell. Um, I, I hope it's done right. I, my reservation is probably the same as you know Terence that you know Snyder uh, Snyder can make things sure look good, but I I hope he leaves the storytelling to somebody else, and he's just you know the beat guy you know you, you be the director and don't don't worry so much about the dialogue leave that to you know a, a writer that you know really knows the character, but um, yeah I'm I'm stoked for it I the sooner the better. Um, I I don't feel that it's rushed. I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, oh, they're just trying to rush it. Uh, Rushing would be the Justice League. It's a lot easier to flush out one single character in a movie than you can kind of open it up into a Justice League. But I think if it were just, you know, the next Man of Steel, you know, number two going up against, you know, the (laughs) gargantuan Star Wars and Avengers, uh, Superman might have a harder time. But I think... Um, it it's going to feel like an Avengers type of movie, just having Batman and Superman in it. So I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, I
2: know. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm already starting to think of story and plot points of what the sequel might be. And I hate doing that to myself because that's usually not the case when the movie actually comes out. Uh,
3: I, I What I could see is just probably kind of like a world's finest that – you know, Batman doesn't trust Superman because he's the alien, and Superman doesn't trust Batman because he's this vigilante. And yeah, there's going to be a fight between the two of them. And I'm thinking they realize, hey, we're we're not the problem here. It's this Lex guy, or it's this Brainiac thing, or whatever it is. And then, you know, the last quarter of the movie is the two of them finally working together. But it it'll be interesting to uh, see who they cast. And I know there's some rumors on the internet already. of who who they're looking at, but um, you would have to think, I mean, they're going to have to start filming, getting principal photography and things set up soon, so they're going to have to cast, I mean, they're probably looking at test footage of people right now, I would assume.
2: Yeah, and the thing about it being rushed, I don't necessarily think it is, because a lot of sequels are usually just a two-year gap, but with Man of Steel, that wrapped up principal photography a lot earlier than when, the movie actually came out, so. Oh, yeah. David Gorey had a lot of time to at least get a story synopsis in his head as far as what the sequel is going to be. And maybe Warner Brothers kind of put the Batman idea in there uh, pretty recently, but I think it should still be enough time to kind of work him into the story. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be where it's the situation where it's too rushed. But, um, Dane, I know you weren't the biggest fan of Man of Steel, <laughs> to say the least. So, what was your reaction when you heard the news?
1: You yeah, know, it's really hard for me to really give an opinion, because when you told me, um, I, I, I was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of unsure how this is going to work out, I'm not fully behind the idea, and then come Wednesday, Thursday, I think I read, I mean, I must have read like seven bad reviews from Man of Steel, and I realized that people were being unfair with the movie, they're That's being it. really unfair with it, <laughs> and i my kind of my feelings for the movie have kind of changed. You know, I I don't see it like I did when we did the review on here. I'm more open to it and I'm more appreciative of the movie and what they did in it. Um, so so like right now, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I am excited for it, but I, I still have that feeling that it's going to kind of be like Man of Steel, and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to have the same feelings I did for for uh, Man of Steel when it came out.
2: And then you'll end up growing on you, hopefully. After a few views, yeah, or more than yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> Three podcasts later, and <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> hey, I have a question for you guys. Do you think any of Batman's
2: villains will appear in the movie? I personally hope not. And the way I'm kind of thinking about how it might work is that maybe, for at least for a good portion of the movie, Batman will kind of be the villain of it, where he goes into Metropolis, where maybe because the whole premise, I think of the sequel, or at least see this is where I get in where I think of the story in my head. <laughs> If it's not like that, I might have to take a little adjust to get used to what the actual story is. But here's what I'm thinking so far, that the whole destruction that happened in Metropolis and Man of Steel, that's going to have to play a part in the second one. And originally I thought, okay, it's going to be Lex's thing that he's going to take. Like he's going to show the people of Earth. Like look what Superman did to the city. Look what he did to Zod. You can't trust this alien. And maybe now that Batman's in it, that's going to be his take on it. Maybe he comes to Metropolis and partners up with like Luthor in a way to kind of rebuild Metropolis, and since, of course, they're both billionaires, they partner up and try to rebuild a city. But the real reason Bruce is there is to go as Batman to kind of see what Superman's all about and maybe try to take him down if he thinks he's... Because you know they're going to have a fight. That's just inevitable. (laughs) All these team-up movies, they're going to fight the first time. So I'm thinking maybe Batman might serve as the villain for this movie, along with Lex Luthor, at least for a little bit. And I don't necessarily think it needs any of Batman's villains. I think that would have kind of maybe rushed it a bit to bring, like, Batman's villains in there because it's still technically a Man of Steel sequel, and I think Superman should still be the focus on it. Like you guys said, when I first heard the news, I was extremely excited, and I couldn't wait for it. But then kind of hearing several other opinions on other uh, podcasts, it kind of got me thinking that I hope Warner Brothers just doesn't take away, like, this should still be Superman's movie. It shouldn't be mainly Batman. I think it should still be Superman with Batman playing a part as, like, a villain or just... Not at the same billing as Super Superman just yet, so I think having a villain in there would kind of just make it the Batman Superman team up, and Batman maybe have might have more stuff to do than Superman. I kind of hope that's not the case just yet. Save that for his own spinoff movies, which you know is going to happen eventually if this new Batman proves to be a success.
1: Do we have any confirmation that you know Batman is going to have a significant ap- or a- a significant part in Man of Steel, or is he just going to show up for a scene and leave?
3: The information that's kind of coming out, at least, I I can't remember who the producer was, but uh, maybe it was a writer or something, but they said uh, the titles that they're throwing around, and Warner Brothers has, like, uh, domain names set up, and they're, you know, Batman versus Superman, Superman versus Batman, and they're toying with who gets the top billing in that. You know, I think if you go with Batman versus Superman, that shifts the pendulum to, you know, the Batman side, unless it's going to be called Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, you know, something like that. But I don't think they really said for sure what his role is going to be other than, you know, Batman's in the movie.
2: Yeah, you could so. bet 100% to that. Batman is going to be in the title because they're going to want the general public to know that this is a Batman and Superman movie. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I just hate
2: the Batman versus Superman title. I think the ideal title would be uh, Batman Superman or Superman Batman World's Finest or World's Finest Batman Superman. Just but take think, the verses out.
3: Yeah, you still got to not that people are stupid, but you still got to have the Man of Steel. Unless they pull, you know, the whole Dark Knight thing. You had Batman Begins, then Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. You know, unless they think people are sophisticated enough to know, uh, hey, this is uh, the same Man of Steel that we saw. So I, I think the title may be the biggest thing. You know, it it could come off as being a completely different movie than the man of steel just in title if it's not marketed right
1: yeah so i mean just throwing it out there who who do you guys think is playing batman Uh, i don't even like to think about that
3: (laughs) i'm looking right now i don't know if some people say the site's not too um trustworthy but um i'm trying to find his name uh where is it at
2: I know everybody uh, on
3: Twitter wants John
2: Ham to be Batman. That's all I keep hearing. Uh,
3: Tyler Holchin, uh, the kid from Road to Perdition, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, i never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that's just a name. It's being. It, it's kind of like at the top list. Right now, but that's again, that's just in the rumor mill. That and I heard Ryan Gosling's name mentioned it also.
2: Well, he's gonna be in episode seven, too.
3: <laughs> I can just kind of hope they go with a no name
2: or someone who's not too known. Same way with Christian Bell. I mean, I know he made movies, but I never really heard of him until he was cast as Batman, so just go with the right actor for the part, not the name.
1: Yeah, I kind of hope Christian Bell doesn't come back. I, I. I hope that the, the Nolan trilogy is its own thing. and I mean, it's, it seems like he's moved on already. I mean, he, he doesn't do any, any more interviews, or uh, I haven't heard any questions about Batman since the movie came out, so I, I don't think he's going to be in it.
0: Yeah.
3: I think that, w- that would take away. If Christian Bale-, Bale were to show up in this movie, all of a sudden that opens a million questions in The Dark Knight Rises, and I think that would just be leave it, as it is, you don't have to open up that can of worms of like, well, what's John Blake doing? How, how, where is? It? Why did Bruce decide to return? Then you've got to wrestle with all that stuff. So I say move forward.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely tried to get Christian Bale back. I just have a feeling that, because you know that's going to bring in the money just right there if he was in it, instead of trying to convince everyone with a new Batman. I think they tried, but ultimately Christian Bale is probably done with the role, and if Nolan's not really involved, because I think he's just going to be an executive producer this time, which is really no involvement with it so I think in an ideal world Warner Brothers would love to have Christian Bale back but they probably realize they have to move on too
3: I look at it like James Bond every you know James Bond's been going on forever but every so many years there's a new James Bond and then those movies are kind of tied into the universe with that actor mm, yeah I'm trying to think
2: is that is a bit more Batman now than James Bond <laughs>
3: No, uh, James Bond mm-hmm. is up to 26 films. No, I mean
2: actors. Oh, like, oh. oh yeah. I think that it might have surpassed them. Cause I think Bond is what, he's up to five now.
3: Yeah, you've got Connery, Lazenby, uh, oh, Roger, yeah, that, that, Roger that. Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig. They're up to six.
2: Yeah. forgot about that guy who just made one movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the George Clooney of yeah. the James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say we're all eagerly awaiting the Batman Superman movie. I mean, it's going to be, it's 2015 seems like a long time, but it'll kind of be here before you know it. And then seems probably set pictures next year or ho- definitely a trailer or teaser next year. So we should at least be getting the look of Batman pretty soon.
0: That's if Warner Brothers makes it. We've been promised lots of movies from Warner Brothers <laughs> in the past. Yeah. And- we never got them so you know we'll that,
2: I, that's the one thing i was disappointed about this no- announcement because before comic-con you've heard his, like, jeff johns talking about people be asking questions what's up with the dc movie universe so to see green lantern and flash and he just kept saying like wait to comic-con we have some announcements at comic-con then even like a few hours before this was announced there was rumors of of the batman superman movie plus the flash for 2016 and then Justice League for 2017 but those never got announced and as we know now, the Batman and Superman movie was the only thing announced. I just wish they kind of get the ball rolling on more of their heroes leading up to hero movies leading up to Justice League. I mean, I'd love to see a Flash and Wonder Woman before the Justice League, and but I think they're just gonna probably go Batman and Superman, then into Justice League and introduce the characters all over again.
3: Uh, somebody was telling me that the Flash movie is still a go; but that'll come out after, like you get the summer blockbuster with uh superman batman and then you know the latter part of uh 15 will be a flash movie so I, I don't know if that's true or not but a buddy of mine seems to usually hit the nail right on the head of things that he says so i'm kind of holding him accountable <laughs> <laughs> for that comment if not i'll call him a cool, fat fire.
2: yeah it'd be like marvel I have two superhero movies out a year they definitely yeah. have enough characters to do that, that's for sure. One of these days, they'll get their act together. Hopefully, this is the first step towards that. They're yeah, obviously I'm, going about it a different way, but hopefully it works.
3: I'm fine with them just taking their time a little bit. I don't want to have them rushed and we have, you know, four superhero movies out at one time and they're not putting enough attention to any one of them and we get this big ball of crap. So. Uh,
2: I was asking ask you guys, too, one more thing about Batman Superman. What do you think of the actual logo? Because it's... The Man Steel logo, and it looks like a variation of the Batman symbol from the Dark Knight Returns. How do you think they mesh together in the Batman Superman logo?
3: I'm used to kind of seeing it. They did that with the Batman Superman comic. That was the logo in that series. So um, I like the look of the uh, the Bat logo. Uh, I think it looks kind of cool, actually.
0: Yeah, same thing. I thought it looked cool, but it was nothing that I haven't seen before, whether in the comics or um, as we talked before the podcast in the movie I Am Legend. You can see that in the billboard um, in the – I think it's Times Square. Uh, that's of the future apocalyptic world. Um, because if any of our listeners don't know the backstory, there was a Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman movie set almost a decade ago, and and the director of um, I Am Legend, I forget his name, was set to direct um, that movie, and he ended up uh, it, it, there was so much red tape and all it, it took so long that the movie ended up getting shelved, and he ended up doing the movie uh, Troy instead. Um, but as like a little nod to what could have been, they put that poster sort of in the background for Will Smith to walk by. So, um, And it, it actually kind of looks a lot like this one here. <laughs> so we've kind of seen it before, but, um, you know, it, it, it's just the first stages. So I'm sure they'll have a, a, something a little different if and when the movie comes out.
2: I think it looks cool enough, but I have to say there have been some better variations of the Batman Superman logo than that one. Because uh, the one you guys were talking about, or that you mentioned, Rob, for the first Batman-Superman comics, the one that started with uh, Jeff Loeb's run on uh, was Ed McGinnis. I love that logo. This is like the classic Batman uh, logo with this classic Superman symbol, and I just think that's the perfect meshing of those two logos with that, that uh, symbol. My brother actually has that Batman-Superman decal on his truck. He gets compliments on it all the time. <laughs> so, I mean... It's hard to not like any Batman-Superman logo, but I think there have been better ones out there. And I think they went with it because you guys saw the video with how they made the announcement where they had the actor who played the general in Man of Steel read the classic line from The Dark Knight Returns. But then Zack Snyder's all like, we're not adapting it. We're just, this is something that's kind of like we're using for inspiration and all that. So it's like, they, at least for when they're fighting each other, they want to have a Dark Knight Returns vibe to it a little bit. Basing on how they introduced it and then have that, how the bat symbols kind of like the one from the Dark Knight Returns.
0: Hey, I got a question for you guys. And maybe this is getting way ahead of us here. But how do you think they would have Batman fight Superman? Do you think they would make like a uh, Batman suit kind of like the Dark Knight Returns uh, that would give him the strength to take on Superman? Or do you think they would introduce Kryptonite? Because they didn't really introduce Kryptonite in Man of Steel. But yet they kind of had sort of like atmospheric uh, conditions could cause him to lose his power. So you think he'll create some kind of atmospheric bomb or something for Superman and fight him in the normal suit?
3: That's what I was uh, wondering if uh, Kryptonite won't get introduced via through Batman, which I think would be. Really kind of cool um, I've got a world's finest uh, comic I was looking at after uh, uh, the announcement, and the uh, Batman in the front issue has a, a green gloves on, and they're supposed to be representing kryptonite. I thought oh that'd be kind of cool not that it it'd probably look really cheesy on a you know a camera, but I could just uh, see little compartments of Batman's glove where he's got you know little chips of kryptonite in it so I think it'd be an interesting twist that it's not the military or Lex that finds kryptonite it's uh batman yeah i
2: think that'd be the best way if it was like some part of batman's gloves or like his arm is stuff that he attacks him with like he has his gauntlets or have like kryptonite infused with it in his boots because if it's like an area that's full of kryptonite then Superman's just going to be weak and just laying on the ground not really fighting but if <laughs> <Yeah>. batman's <laughs> punching him he, like that's only when he feels the effects of the kryptonite is when he gets hit and that'd make for a better fight so i don't know we'll see but, yes, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull it off. I remember before this got announced, too, there was some rumors going around saying, oh, the next Batman reboot is going to be uh, based on Batman Beyond, which I kind of hopefully one day we do see a Batman Beyond movie because I think it will work pretty well on screen.
0: I think they should do a Batman Beyond movie. If they weren't going to do the Batman Superman, they should have done just a one-shot just to give a little more time in between the reboot because, you know, we I, we're not the general public. I mean, we're going to go see any Batman movie, and we're ready for it. But the general public... You know, they need some time between reboots. I mean, that was the big knock on um, the new Spider-Man reboot from, like, people I know who aren't huge comic book fans. They kept saying, well, why are they doing this? What's wrong? You know, we just had a Spider-Man. Why? You know, there was a, a kind of a I, um, sort of that trend of is this really necessary? And I think Batman would have the same thing on a reboot. So, yeah, I'd love to see a Batman be, um, beyond uh, movie as sort of a little just like it, t- to fill the gap between a, a reboot.
2: Yeah, it could be something totally different.
0: And they've got enough old Batman actors to play the old Bruce, you know, so.
2: <laughs> Adam West, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more Michael Keaton, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm lobbying for Harrison Ford as an old Bruce Wayne if they ever make a Batman Beyond movie. I think he'd be perfect for that. <laughs>
3: oh, that'd be cool. What about a Clint Eastwood?
2: I hear that a lot too. I mean, yeah, I can see it, but I, I think I was looking forward to make a better one.
0: Hey, Clint Eastwood's now
2: really, really old. He? Like, <laughs> he's almost 90, right? So, yeah. Speaking of Batman Beyond, did you
3: ever get a chance to watch any of the episodes from the last podcast, Rob? It, yes, I did. <laughs> um, I liked them, but I was still kind of like,
1: uh,
3: I, I I don't know what it is about Batman Beyond. I, <laughs> it, it still kind of has that uh, back to the future part two vibe to it. Uh, things are just kind of all wonky, and you're like, ah, oh, that's all fake. You know, not that, you know, a guy running around in tights and a cape <laughs> is real, but, uh, I, I did, I did like it more than I, I thought I did. And the, uh, couple episodes that you, uh, uh, told me to watch, I, I did enjoy.
2: You saw so, the Out of the Past one with Rachel. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like that. Wasn't that a weird twist, though? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> de- <laughs>
0: That one is so disturbing because they, they they draw Talia really really hot in that, and then all of a sudden she starts talking with Raja Ghul's voice, and there's like it's very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> like this is weird. <laughs> yeah, and let me ask you, what I mean, obviously it's a show and all, but what was the point? Because the effects of the Lazarus pit wear off, and and Bruce is like, yeah, it should go away in a couple of weeks. So what was Raj or al Ray- Ghul's plan? To, he was going to take over Batman's body, but was he just going to keep dipping himself in the Lazarus Pit every couple weeks, or was that just like a quick way to end the show? Or
2: no, I think it was going to be that once Bruce was young, he was he was going to put his mind of Talia and into Bruce's body.
0: Right, right. But but then Bruce, the effects of the Lazarus Pit, like he doesn't stay young. Oh yeah, you he's know? going to he's have just,
2: to keep. Dunking so he himself would have just the kept there, dunking
0: yeah. himself in every couple weeks. Okay.
2: Yeah. He'd probably figure, <laughs> well, who's better body to have him then Bruce Wayne's out his prime. <laughs> yeah, and there was that episode of Superman where he tried to get Superman's body, which would have been the it, but that didn't work. Yeah. That's twisted to inhabit your daughter's body. <laughs> That's just
0: creepy on so many levels.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was, as I was watching that, I was going,
2: "What?" <laughs> yeah, wasn't the intro great with the, with the Broadway
3: musical? Oh <laughs> well, yeah. At first, I was like. This is the right episode he told me to watch, right? You know
0: what's cool about the musical, too, is they have, like, the background scenery. It just has, like, the bank, and it just says bank, which is just like the um, intro to the Batman animated series where it starts with the bank exploding. And then the new cartoon, uh, Beware the Batman... Had that in the very beginning, it had just bank. So I think they did that on purpose to like tie it to the old show. But I always love that generic bank. It's not like first Gotham (laughs) or anything. It's just bank,
2: (laughs) which is why it always gets robbed. Yeah, exactly. All right, and the the other big thing, at least I thought that was announced at Comic Con, were uh, DC animated the new DC animated movies for 2014, which pretty much going to be all Batman centric. It looks like because they got uh, first announced. Which will be uh, Justice League War, which is going to be based off the New Fifty Two uh, Jeff Johns Jim Lee uh, story arc, just from two years ago. Which, to me, I was pretty surprised they're doing it so quickly. But at the same time, I'm really excited for it because I just love that arc and the first few issues of that especially. And then there's going to be uh, Batman Son of or Son of Batman, which is going to be based off of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously the introduction of the Damian Wayne that Grant Morrison did, and then. Batman Assault on Arkham, which uh, is going to be kind of another story arc into the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City like universe, which I think should be pretty cool, especially if they get Kevin Conroy back, because he is the Batman in that universe, so it makes sense to put him in this one, too. <laughs> Unless it's going to be focused more on Arkham Origins with the new voice actor, then that would be a little disappointing, but either way, it's still be pretty, pretty cool. But What do you guys think of the next slate of DC animated movies so far that are announced?
3: I am not surprised by war. What is it good for <coughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think the title what I f- wanted to call it first. <laughs> <laughs> back to Science twelve excellent um, <laughs> i I don't like it when they do that The the title of the you know, new hey, fifty two was yes well
1: I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but make that six two <laughs> <laughs> Oakland.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like six All two right. what
0: Moneyball in action right there.
1: <laughs> oh that was that was fantastic I'm sorry rob please please go ahead <laughs> <laughs>
3: no no that's fine uh I, I just don't like it when they adapt something to film and then feel the need to change the title you know I think you know justice League origin would have worked very well and I'm not surprised that they're not doing they're doing a new fifty two when you know flashpoints coming out what this tuesday i think if i have my dates right the 30th whenever that is um i thought okay there this is the flashpoint that led into the new 52 it would not surprise me if we don't see you know i thought maybe we would get a court of the owls or you know something like that but the, the that's next next year, yeah. year after <laughs> so when they said it's going to be the you know new 52 justice league i thought okay that that didn't surprise me at all um I was kind of surprised, maybe a little surprised with the Batman and Son, or Son of Batman, I guess, however their word in that. Um, with, you know, Death of Damien and all that, I thought, well, we're probably never going to see anything with uh, Damien animated, so that's going to be cool that we're getting that and, uh, you know, get a little bit of maybe Tim Drake involved in there as well. Because animated-wise, there hasn't been... An actual honest portrayal of Tim Drake yet in any animated yeah, uh, feature, maybe uh, Young Justice a, a little bit, but um, and then the Arkham stuff. i um, anything Arkham. I don't care what it is. That's that's going to be great. So I think all three of those should do very very well.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Um, I kind of interested in the war because uh, the knock on Jim Lee's art, which there's not a lot, but I've heard people say his artwork is very stiff, and um, the other knock I've heard is that he drew, just draws the same guy, like every guy has the same body and built, it, and it's just the same guy over and over again, so taking a lot of his stiff artwork, and um, I'd like to see what they do with that, um, and then Son of Batman should be awesome. I it'd be very interesting because there's so many issues and it goes on for so long. What, where exactly are they going to end it? Are they going to end it at that beginning, um, arc, which is kind of a little anticlimactic because Damien just kind of leaves with Talia and they're gone after the Mambats attack. So will they draw it out a little bit. Will he become Robin? But, um, I will be extremely disappointed if they do not have the line where Damien first meets Spruce and says, hmm, I imagined you taller. That, that's, that's so classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, that better be in there. Um, so, but, um, yeah, I think with these movies it's just like Batman, 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 because that's what sells the most. So. Yeah.
3: And it's oh. also his 75th anniversary next year as well.
2: Yeah, so that's probably a big reason why they want to have maybe Batman in all these titles. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. The last shot in the Son of Batman movie is going to be
3: uh, Damien as Batman from the 666 story.
0: Oh, that would be Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: It it would be either that or him suiting up as Robin. Yeah. Maybe just get a close-up of the R or something like that. But, yeah, the the 666 Batman would be pretty sweet.
2: So with these announcements, I'm hoping in 2015 we'll get Batman Court of the Owls or then – Going off of Son of the Batman, we get uh, an adaption of uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin Hart maybe with Dick as Batman. That would be awesome to see.
0: Yeah, especially now that the new series is using some of those characters like Professor Pig and yeah. Mr. Toad and all that. What
2: do you think, Dane? Are you going to get any of these? Or are you just going to wait for my review to tell you if it's good? <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to wait for your
1: review. And um, don't you guys think they should do a Hush oh, yeah. uh, animated movie? Maybe a two-parter yeah. again? You know, like they did uh, Dark Knight Returns.
2: Um, yeah, I know it's been requested a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, Tim, do you think I should get this um, Justice League Flashpoint?
2: Just by stuff I've seen, I think it's a must-buy. I think it looks awesome. And I'm hearing the people who saw it at Comic-Con, and it's actually available now for download only, but I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for Blu-ray. But everyone said it's awesome. It's really good. I think it's one of the best. But I forget, Dave, did you like uh, Flashpoint? Or did you read it? I thought you read it. I um, only read the, the the Batman ones and okay. the,
1: the last issue.
2: Okay. But, yeah, I loved the comic story, so I'm anxiously awaiting to see it.
1: Yeah, it's funny. When when that came out, or when those issues started coming out, I thought that there was no way it could be that good. I mean, like, the way people were talking about it, I was like, it can't be that good. Turns out it was. I mean, especially yeah. that last issue where, uh, where Bruce rolls a tear. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I remember being in my uh, comic book shop, and uh, the guy was behind the counter says, uh, you know, I know you read DC a lot, and he's like, uh, you're going to want to pick up the Flashpoint series. I'm like, man, it just looks like it's an Elseworlds story. I've never been a fan of an Elseworlds story. And he just said, you're going to want to pick this up. He's like, this is going to change everything. And I'm like, ooh, it's going to change everything. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, holy crap, this this may change everything. And then, you know, that brought in the new 52, but I, I thought that was was great. I was totally going to dismiss it and kind of rolled my eyes at him. So I picked up that first issue and kind of flipped through it. I'm like, all right, fine. I didn't have it on my pull list, and there were a couple issues I missed. He's like, you should have had it on your pull list. I was like, well, I didn't think it was going to be this good. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I bought every single issue of Flashpoint, every tie-in, everything, and I loved all of them. I thought they were all great. And then my kids were into them because the first issues, you got got like a collector's pin with each one, and they wanted all the pins. So I think I have three copies, one for me and one for each girl, of every Flashpoint number one of all the tie-ins because they've got all the pins, and I keep tripping over them. And it it was funny because I was in the – comic book store with the whole family, my wife and stuff, and then my stepdaughter, who is probably, she's eight now, so they come out like two two years ago, so she's like oh, yeah. six, or she might have been five, gone and turn six, and um, she's like, uh, oh, yeah, I us get this one, and my wife's like, are these appropriate for kids? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're fine, and my <laughs> wife takes the thing, and she's like, this one is called Deathstroke the Terminator. I don't think this is appropriate. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that one we need to put back, but
2: yeah. I've actually heard too, this movie's kind of the one that's the most adult oriented and maybe a little the most graphic. They kind of said it's pushing the PG 13 uh, rating pretty far, so if you're going to plan to show your kids' turns, you might want to watch it first. Yeah. (laughs)
0: The Dark Knight Returns uh, pushed it pretty far too, so yeah, yeah,
2: especially that Joker fight,
0: man. yeah, with the thing in his eye, and then <laughs> and then the woman with SWAT stickers on her nipples, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Timms, all we could do that, but we can't show anyone smoking. <laughs> yeah, and one thing i am hoping before too. I think it was James Tucker who actually tweeted this out. He says, "Come on, like people, make sure you buy a copy of uh, Justice League Flashpoint. That way, we can get an animated movie of." Uh, Night of Vengeance, the Flashpoint tie, and I would love to yeah. see that. That'd be amazing.
1: Owners, they could do an R animated movie. Bruce like
2: Tim says it. they talked about it a few yeah. times. They never said actually what movie they were talking about doing it, but then they kind of said it, they just don't think it's going to sell as well as the PG ones, which is also. But
1: I mean, of course. Game. I mean, yeah. the kids aren't going to buy it, or the parents of the kids aren't going to buy it. But, but I mean, I'd actually like to see an R R rated. Um, Animated movie because, I mean, if if you have an R rating, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, except you know what'll get you an NC-17 rating, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'd never watched it, but I've heard the Spawn series on HBO was pretty. It wasn't rated, but it would have been rated R, um, and they do a lot of cursing and stuff and that, and it's pretty graphic.
2: Yeah, actually, one of the Batman animated series producers worked on that, Eric Radnowski. I think that's why he left Batman animated series kind of later down in his run, to work on Spawn. But anyway, <laughs> um, I guess the only other, for me anyway, stuff that happened at Comic-Con that kind of got my attention was that day, I wish I could have been there, was a, they had a 21st anniversary panel of Batman in the Animated Series, which is kind of got me thinking, they should have done that last year for the 20th anniversary. 21 seems kind of <laughs> a strange number to, like, celebrate the anniversary of the show, but it's been pretty cool. They had all the producers there, Bruce Stamp, Baldini, Eric Wendowski. The only thing that probably would have made it better if they had, like, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy there, but no, uh, <laughs> it's like it's always hard to get everyone together in the same room. These, even the biggest convention, like San Diego Comic-Con. But I thought that was cool that they started the series out to give it its own anniversary panel. I was kind of hoping, ooh, they're going to announce a Blu-ray release or something of the series, but there's nothing. It was just like a retrospective. But I thought it was still so cool nonetheless. Is there any other yeah. stuff from Comic-Con that caught your guys' attention that you thought was pretty cool?
3: Me being such a huge... uh well, I'm a big action figure collector and uh, video gamer that the Arkham Origins stuff just, I'm on the edge of my seat yeah, uh, wanting to play the game. You know, uh, the possibility of Batgirl uh, being in this, that it's this set in year two of Batman's career. Um, and they somebody in the panel had a Q&A. Somebody said, you know, well, what's Robin's... Uh, uh, character going to be like and they said well this is you know kind of year two Robin doesn't exist and the same person said well what about Batgirl and uh, the lead designer just kind of put his head down and said well you'll just have to play the game and and see what happens so they kind of confirmed Batgirl uh, the copperhead uh, character which is a female in uh, the game uh, was announced it's
2: a lot better than the real version too yeah <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> And uh, the possibility of co-op mode for the first time in Arkham. So you could do challenge maps or possibly in-game co-op mode. And then uh, GameStop just announced uh, the Black Mask uh, DLC uh, along with the Deathstroke. So depending on where you um, pre-order it from, and I had mine pre-ordered from Best Buy, uh, GameStop had got their information wrong. They were saying at first that you could play as Blast, uh, Blask, Black Mask and get, uh, two challenge maps, but they've since changed it and just said it's, uh, just two Black Mask, uh, challenge maps. But, um, I think as we get closer and closer to October, we're going to see, uh, more and more stuff. So I was, I was eagerly anticipating that. And then the, DC Collectibles action figures are, excuse me, releasing a line of Greg Capullo action figures, and the first three that are up are Batman, Nightwing, and Talon. So uh, I will be getting all three of those. (laughs) My wife was like, really? You have the Justice League seven-pack Batman I bought you for Christmas? I said, well, (laughs) guess guess what you can buy me this Christmas? Nightwing, Batman, and Talon. So, uh the DC collectible stuff always uh, catches my eye, too. I don't know if you guys collect any action figures, but I've been collecting action figures since 77, and I have my whole complete run of uh, Star Wars action figures, Tim.
2: Nice. <laughs> I have some. I got. I always got the Star Wars toys when it was like in the mid-'80s when nobody cared anymore. They were all in uh, bargain bins, so <laughs> that's where I picked up all my figures. Okay. Unfortunately, none in the box, but I've I made have, that out of
3: them. <laughs> uh, I have quite a few in the box, and I stood for four hours out in the rain for the Episode 3 Lava Darth Vader. <laughs> um, so he's still mint on card in a box.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you have the Jawa figure, original Jawa figure with the plastic cape?
3: Yes, I do. And it's still in decent condition. One sleeve is a little torn, but other than that, I, I played with my action figures, but I was still... Very careful when I did. I was always afraid I was going to chip something. I remember losing like Luke Skywalker's yellow lightsaber, and I'm like, no, it fell down the grate in our house, our heating vent. I lost it
2: because that Jawa figure. You know, it's either the Jawa with the plastic cape or with the cloth cape. But one of them's like the Star Wars figure that's worth the worth the most out of all of them. It's like somewhere yeah. in the thousands now.
3: Yeah, it's the uh, plastic cape. I don't know what condition mine would be worth, but it's. It's good. It's good condition, and you're talking, you know, seventy-seven, seventy-six when that came out. So,
0: all right, I have a question. You have to answer this honestly, Rob. No matter how embarrassing it is. All right. When you when you drop the uh, lightsaber down the grate, did you try to use the force to like use your mind to pull it back out?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I remember trying to get a fork. I, I bent one of my mom's, you know, kitchen forks trying to get this heating great, and I just stood there staring at it. <laughs> closed my eyes for two seconds. I'm like, if I could do it just one time in my life, this would be now. <laughs> so I actually closed my eyes for a second, thinking that somehow I was going to be able to make it. I could just get my little hands down there just enough. I thought, just an inch, you know, shake the ground. And it, it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't work. I had a feeling
0: <laughs> I would have done the same thing.
3: That's not embarrassing. Come on. <laughs> so so I grabbed a toothpick, colored it yellow, and shoved it in Luke's hand.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, one time when I was real little, I was like
3: three or four or five, something like that, and I was really
2: into Star Wars. that kind of uh, scared my dad real bad because I was acting, acting out the scene from Return of the Jedi where Luke is uh, getting electrocuted. You know, I'm just screaming, Fox, please help me! And he's just coming home from work, and he hears me saying that. He like rushes in, like, you okay?" <laughs> oh, I just played Star Wars. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, one thing I was going to mention from Comic Con, Comic Vine had a lot of good interviews up there, and uh, the writer of Detective Comics, John Layman, had an interesting quote that I thought related to the podcast a little bit because they asked him. What character did he want to redo or or get a hold of in the new 52 if he can, um tackle any character? And did you guys hear what character he said? No. Not Plastic, Man. Yeah, <laughs> wow. no, Plastic oh, yes. Man. yeah, no Plastic Man. Yeah, and he's like, and he said they won't let him. He says he's got this great idea for a Plastic Man reboot in the new 52, and he keeps asking and asking, and they keep telling him no. So um, I don't know. Maybe the Plastic Man podcast might have some legs. You know,
2: We're already getting a following. It's John it's, Lehman. Yeah. And also,
1: it's it's too bad it's John Lehman. <laughs> you don't want to see Plastic Man versus Emperor Penguin?
0: Emperor no, Plastic okay. Man, yeah.
1: Maybe they're saying
3: no somebody else ask us to do it. (laughs) It's like that one person that's raising their hand and you don't see him. Anybody? Anybody?
2: No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you want to write Plastic Man?
3: (laughs) Sure. Great. We're going to do Plastic Man.
2: (laughs) I think also, too, uh, we got the yearly tradition since the New 52 of uh, the update on Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Cain. The same answer we always get. We would love to do stuff with them, but not at this time.
3: (laughs) did. Well, when you yeah, you have a different answer. Yeah. Did you guys see the Little Gotham uh, comic book where, um, I think it's the most recent issue where Bruce is telling Damien uh, there was a panel um, – somewhere from Comic-Con that they were showing this, that it's Bruce saying, even though uh, sometimes a fictional character is just a fictional character, and just because they're not around anymore doesn't mean you can't still love and enjoy the stories that you once read. And that doesn't mean for you that they still don't exist. And I was like, that's kind of a slap in the face. (laughs) Uh, That's not the issue.
2: The issue is that we want to see more stories of those characters, (laughs) not that they don't exist.
3: Yeah, but it was almost kind of saying, "Well, they may not exist now, but for you, they can. For you, they can exist, but for us, they're not going to. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're never coming back.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: not until the new fifty-two. The new new fifty-two universe.
3: <laughs> the only way I could see Stephanie Brown making an appearance is if. They greenlight a Red Robin series again. I think that's the only chance Stephanie will have to join the new Fifty Two.
2: Yeah, I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon either. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me any hope. <laughs> yeah. Just don't yeah. mention her
1: on this show anymore yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: until she's actually confirmed.
1: Yeah, so she's actually confirmed, and Brian Q. Miller's writing her. I I don't want to hear about her. <laughs> My heart is broken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> even in the smallville comics they wouldn't allow it. <laughs> <Nope>.
0: <laughs> did that webcast show ever come out with a episode two with the stephanie brown back girl whatever yeah, that's that
3: was right. yes heard... uh, episode two is out okay i actually forgot about that yeah it's uh the episode has harley and catwoman and stephanie and there's a little tag on it that said it's kind of like a Kickstarter program, and the episode three will come out. It just may take a while for it to come out.
0: Yeah, because the other podcast, the one the the backer one with Stella, she interviewed the whole cast and everybody like a year ago or so. But it's hard to get into that when it takes so long between episodes.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, suppose it's hard, probably too, when it's a fan project to keep it up, keep it going like that. Unless you film a bunch and then then you release it, like once you have a yeah. lot of stuff already filmed and ready to go.
3: Yeah, there's a little tag at the end of the episode that they said they have three or four more episodes in the can. They're just trying to get you know production value and all that other you know money kind of to be able to edit stuff together. So it sounds like there's at least three, if not four more left that they've shot. So at least they don't have to go back and, you know, start everything up if they've got stuff in the can, so. Yeah, well, there's,
2: there's some way to get a Stephanie Brown uh, <laughs> stories out there, but it's not going to take as long for that series as for her, her to appear in the new Fifty Two.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they got three choices. She could be Spoiler, Robin, or Batgirl, you know. Bring one of them, please. <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked her as Spoiler, personally, but.
2: Same here. That was her best costume, I think. And but it was I, a
0: cool origin. Like, her dad's a supervillain, or a villain, and, you know, she's trying to spoil his crimes. That was kind of a cool take on it.
2: Oh, there's a lame villain. That was, was it Cluemaster? Clue Master. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It wasn't one of <laughs> Yeah, I said supervillain, and were. then I, like, had to, like, correct myself. Like. <laughs>
0: He was, he was a step up from a henchman, you know? Well, <laughs> oh,
2: he has to be introduced first into the new 52. Then Stephanie Brown can be introduced. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm a Emperor Clue Master <laughs> in Detective Comics. Battling Plastic Man.
2: But uh um, <laughs> just heard what you said. <laughs> yeah. Anything else from Comic-Con that caught
3: you guys' eyes that you want to talk about,
2: or was that pretty much it?
0: That was it for
2: me.
3: Yeah, same here. Other than uh, the Young Justice video game did get a little bit of brief mention, and that's got me intrigued as well, and I'll end up picking that as well. But it's supposed to have a September 17th release date.
2: Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, that game does not look good to me. (laughs) Graphically, anyway, it doesn't look good.
3: Yeah, but I'm a sucker, and I'm gonna buy it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let you tell me how that one is, because I don't think (laughs) I'll buy that one right away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um, also with the big Batman news, that's not Comic-Con related. Beware the Batman finally premiered two episodes in now as we're recording this, so just wanted to get just your overall impressions of what you guys thought of the first two episodes. Me, personally, I'm really enjoying it. The first episode... I thought it was good, but it just sent go by way too fast. Like, that's it, it's over already. And of course, Professor Pig was done differently than he was in the comics, which was expected, but you just, I don't know, there wasn't much to him, really. Just the kind of generic villain who kidnapped these big executives to get revenge. So I thought he could have been used a little better. But then this last episode, which was uh, titled Secrets of Magpie, I thought that was a great episode. And the one thing I just love about the series is how they portray Batman. A lot of great detective work. I think his voice actor is uh, doing a great job. I'm blanking on his last name. I know it's Anthony's first name, but I'll get familiar with it the more I see it. But I think he's doing a great job at Batman, and the characterization of him, I love. It's, it's real dark. His fighting style is really cool, the way it's animated. So, so far, I think it's off to a great start. I'm definitely eagerly awaiting every episode so far. So, it's a thumbs-up for me so far. How about you guys? Yeah, can yeah. just
1: say something first?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, like... Uh, I'm so tired, sick and tired of hearing people saying that it's not as good as the animated series. It's yeah. like, n- nothing's gonna be as good as <laughs> yeah, the animated you can't series. Like, no, no matter what you do, it, it's never gonna be as good as the animated series. But, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, um, because it comes on way too early in the morning for me, on <laughs> Saturday morning. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, sorry, Terrence, I didn't mean to interrupt
0: you. Oh, no, that's okay, yeah. So you haven't seen it at all yet?
1: No, no. It, it comes on at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and I I just can't get myself up at seven. I mean, you have it,
0: a DVR or something? Or
1: no, because I, I don't really watch TV that much, so okay, I don't, I'm thinking it's not it's not worth it. <laughs>
0: yeah, my Mark Barb box just has a DVR built in, so I I don't watch it when it comes on. I watch it you know later. But um, I I say the only thing I was disappointed in was the. Um, introduction or the the theme music or whatever you would call it because the other batman series have had some cool intros and this lasted like like three seconds like but where the bat boom and you're right into it <laughs> so i was kind of like you know but other than that i really liked it um i thought the action was really good really fast paced um the only other computer animated show i've ever seen is um sorry i haven't seen the clone wars yet but was uh green lantern uh yeah and um i thought the action it was just great in the computer generated i thought the scenes and this isn't a knock but i I felt like the scenes that were not action scenes where we were looking at bruce and alfred and katana um they move like a little slow and i almost felt like i was watching a video game like i was like the action scenes were the playable part, and then the uh, scenes of Bruce and Alfred were kind of like when you, you reach a level in the video game and it plays a little clip. But that,
2: scenes,
0: yeah. yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's not a knock of it. It's just how I felt with it. But um, I still, I, I really liked it a lot. I liked the The thing I was most nervous about the show was Alfred, especially when it was first yeah. announced, and he had the, <laughs> the two pistols and guns. Um, and it's obvious they're going with the, um, sort of the um Jeff John's Earth One uh version of Alfred where he's more of a bodyguard and a security guard and kind of butler in name only. Um which I, I really like. Um and I I think that's pretty cool. Uh and I, I like the how they've got Katana in here and, and you know, um it, it's just something different. You know, the, the animated series was awesome and that was like classic Batman and the the Batman was pretty good and Brave in the Bold was good, but, you know, I didn't want them to just retread um, what's been done already. So this is kind of a, um, just kind of a new take. And from what I read, they said they're going for more more of the classic 70s detective Neil Adams kind of Batman stories with some of the more modern, you know, characters uh, like Professor Pig and Mr. Toad and Anarchy. So... Um, I think it's cool. Magpie was really awesome. I thought she was really cool in the whole shiny shiny and uh yeah. I can't believe how much cleavage they were showing for. I'm like watching this, I'm like, This is a kid's show on Cartoon Network with like her breast <laughs> hanging out. I'm like, Wow, they they never would have got away with this when I was a kid. It was Too bad, because I would have enjoyed it as a kid. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I, so far so good. It's only two episodes, but you know, so far so good.
3: Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was one of those uh, people that are like, well, this isn't going to be no animated series. So I actually sat with my arms crossed, kind of like, all
1: right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> impress me, you know. And you know, by the end of it, I was, I, I felt the same way. I'm like, man, that was fast. You know, we have got a you DVR, and I end up watching it on, a, I think, a Wednesday after work or something like that. And I'd been, I'd been putting it off just because I was like, it, it was more that Young Justice had left such a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I love the Young Justice, but what Cartoon Network did to the show, I'm like, I'm not going to get sucked in to watch another show on Cartoon Network and get excited about it then they just pull the plug and then they say well we're not selling action figures so we're going to cancel the show so i was kind of like i was almost after the podcast you're like don't forget to set your DVR well i forgot after the <laughs> podcast was over got up saturday morning and i went to go flip it on i was like oh, crap i never i never set it and i was lucky that it went on a repeat on a sunday and then i ended up watching that wednesday but um yeah, I liked it. I just thought it was just, you know, real fast-paced. And, you know, the boy Wonder fan of me goes, Katana, get out of there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> but, you know, like Terrence said, I, I'm glad that they're they're not just treading the same water, you know, that, that yeah. they're doing something new and different and fresh. And uh, I kind of thought the same thing about while they're talking. I'm like – Felt like I maybe should have a game controller in my hand, like, okay, I want to hear what they're saying, but I want to get to the fighting. I want to get to the fast stuff. So, uh, and I thought the same. I didn't notice the cleavage, but anytime something like that comes across the screen, I'll hear my wife go, whoa. (laughs) So I looked up, and she's like, okay, really? (laughs) And I was like, well, it's an animated cartoon. She's like, Rob, it's Cartoon Network kids are going to watch Ben 10 after this. I'm like, uh, uh, well, but I thought the same thing. I was like, I can't believe they're showing that much. My wife's like, you guys and your comic book boobs, I don't know what's (laughs) going on. But, yeah, it's it's got me hooked. So I I hope it kind of has a uh, a good, decent, you know, lifespan that it's not, you know, plagued by okay we're gonna do three or four episodes and go on hiatus go three or four episodes because that's just what ends up killing some shows people don't end up coming back but i i thought they're off to a good start and it's i'm kind of hoping that you know maybe some of these films like you know professor pig and mr toad will kind of get brought you know to the forefront because you know it'd be nice to see the joker but i'm kind of hoping the longer the show goes on that maybe we'll See some of the A-listers and maybe see A-Boy Wonder somewhere.
2: So. Yeah, I think we will, especially for the villains. I think they didn't, like you said, just set themselves apart from all the other series and use these other minor villains. But then, as the series gets on, hopefully, gets more popular, they'll bring in like the classic villains we all know and love. I think that'd be
3: great to do. You know, season finales and do you know a Joker, a Penguin, a Riddler? Yeah. That you know you don't get them all the time, but you know the big season finale build-up is going to be, you know something something special. So it's like, yeah. uh,
2: okay, all these small-time villains had their shot, and I'll let the real super villains come in and show Batman <laughs> what we're really. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a real challenge. But one thing I've got to mention too: how awesome was that introductory like fight scene that Batman had against those two ro- robbers? It was, uh, that was, like, some of the coolest Batman animated stuff I've seen, just how we took them out, and then the way he snapped his arm back into place, it was like, oh, man. Yeah,
0: that was cool, and it and it took place at the bank. Yeah. <laughs> the bank. <laughs>
3: yeah. I just, I like how fluid it is. Um, you talk, your know, animated series is, you know, 21 years old now, and, you know, you can still look at some of those as gray as they are. You can kind of see, because everything is, you know, drawn, that sometimes things are a little choppy every now and then. That's not a knock, but it's just, you know, the no, right. the, the style, you know, by doing things on cell. But, man, just seeing him leap over guardrails and sliding around the Batmobile whizzing around the corners, I'm like, that is slick. So, yeah, cool.
0: If there's a knock of the animated series, like hand-drawn style, is whenever characters are running it just kind of doesn't feel right and the computer animated just kind of it, it flowed really well
2: yeah i'd also like to speak back to the characters is how uh, gordon and batman are the relationship so far is where gordon doesn't trust him is out there to kind of bring him in can you know even with the last episode with magpie they're slowly starting to build that trust up. So I'm kind of glad it's not the thing we're just used to with Gordon always trust Batman and he's out there for us. But they're slowly building that relationship up, which is great, I think. Something that's different from all the other shows.
0: Yeah, and I like how they introduced Barbara right away. And that yeah, I was shocked. Like a, yeah, she's really interested in Batman right away. So I thought that was cool.
2: Voiced by Tara Strong, who did her in the animated series, which
3: is cool. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I think it's the consensus. We all love Beware the Batman so far.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did not think I was going to. Uh, the first couple images i was like man batman looks like he's been like he's plastic man there we go plastic man like he's been <laughs> he's been stretched real thin and i was like i don't know if this is going to work but yeah those uh, 23 minutes go by really fast
0: yeah he is kind of bug like a little bit but you know it's it's such a hard challenge because you got to do something fresh and new but when you do things that are not the same as the old, people are upset that it's not the old. So it's it's kind of almost a no win situation. So yeah, all in all, they they did a really good job. I feel at least in the first two episodes.
2: Yeah, we'll see how it goes from here. But I think I think anyway, we're gonna it's gonna be, end up being a good series. I don't think it's gonna dip in quality that drastically for us to hate it. But hopefully, it'll stay pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, I want to see Katana get into some fight scenes or some action scenes because uh, so far. You know, she's just been introduced, but I think that'll be cool.
2: Yeah, she has to make up for having no Robin, so she better be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right well, I guess that's it for our main topic stuff. Are you still watching the game, Daniel? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is it is still. It's bottom of the,
1: Yeah, bottom of the eight. 6 2. Oh, I'm just hoping that that the A's win and the Rangers lose.
2: I think last I checked, it was like 8 8 or something in the 11th inning, Texas and Cleveland, and Cleveland had like two runners on nobody else. I don't know who won.
1: Oh, wait. Wait. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 no, this is check. important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the yeah, no. Yeah, Cleveland won. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, good. Someone must say the home run, because it was 11-8, and it was tied 8-8 in the 11. You know what? I think I'm, I'm always going to root for the Yankees, but the other team who has a chance that I'm really pulling for is the Pirates. Yeah. Well, and they in second, right? Uh, yeah, they okay. just lost 2 nothing in the Marlins. Oh, you got to beat the Marlins. <laughs> 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 good teams can't beat the bad teams. Irks me to know end <laughs> when that happens.
1: All right, so I guess we can get into our conversation with Alex, so... Terrence, why don't you tell us what Alex has to say?
0: All right. So we got an email from Alex just in time, too. It came in about one hour before we started recording. Um, And he says, hey, guys, Tim and Rob were great on the podcast. Awesome topic as well. I was just reading Jeff John's run on Teen Titans for the first time, and it was interesting seeing Tim as the ruthless killer Batman in the alternate dimension. Although I wouldn't say he's my favorite i actually like terry much more as batman because of the batman beyond unlimited comic more i just never saw him as batman through the animated series wasn't he 16 even dick who was crime fighting acrobatic doing detective work and studying with batman since he was eight wasn't ready to eat, wasn't even ready to become nightwing until he was around 18. tim was doing detective work and studying batman when he was even younger John Paul Valley had been trained by the system from birth to be the ultimate warrior. Bruce, the greatest Batman, trained and studied to push himself to near physical and mental perfection till age 25. And even while wearing a cow, felt like an amateur. Like they said in The Return of the Joker, being Batman is more than just a suit. And as great of a character Terry was, he needed more time to develop, which he's getting in Batman Beyond Unlimited. I'm not complaining. You could tell in epilogue he was full of Batman. I thought it was ridiculous that people were complaining that by the fourth season of Smallville, Clark should have put on the suit. Do people really want an 18-year-old senior in high school as Superman? I'd much rather have a guy who can split a planet in half, fully mature first. Uh, And then he says, I was happy to hear love for the black Spider-Man costume. That's my favorite era of Spider-Man. I thought it went downhill when he went back back to the red and the blue. (laughs) With the announcement of the Superman Batman movie, what are your predictions for the plot of the movie, keeping in mind the events of Man of Steel? What do you want for Batman in the reboot? Personally, I want them to play up the detective and science angle more with some amazing martial arts versus more of the brute fighter who relied on others to design his technology, like in the Dark Knight trilogy. And he says, thanks. So, Alex, thanks for the email. And I'll, uh, I guess, answer first. If I had a guess on a plot, which I don't even know if they've written the movie yet. I think they're writing it. I would say it would probably will go right from the killing of Zod and I think it will be something where Bruce is kind of disgusted or outraged by all the destruction of Metropolis and the killing of Zod and is going to somehow team up with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is going to try to, you know, convince Bruce that, you know, Superman's the, the real evil and then they'll take down Superman, but then Bruce will realize that it's Lex who's the real evil and then come back and then they'll team up. And I do think they are going to put in, a Batman villain or two just because of the financial gains, knowing that the Joker or Catwoman or, you know, especially the Joker would have. So I, I think the Joker will be in it to some degree, even if it's just a slight cameo. Um, and personally in the movie, I would want as little of Batman's origin or a, as possible. Le- save that for his own movie and just kind of have a fully formed Batman and, um, uh, as far as the martial arts and stuff, definitely. Uh, but what do you guys think? Any ideas on a plot for the movie? And what do you want out of the Batman? Well, I kind
2: of already gave what I think the plot's going to be when we're talking about it and the future topic. So I won't repeat myself and bore everyone again. But uh, I agree with you, Terrence, that one thing that I didn't mention that I'd like to see is that you don't need to do the origin for Batman in this movie at all. Just maybe have like a quick flashback sequence where he's explaining himself to Clark, but. You really don't need a full blown on origin story for Batman in this film. Just even in his reboot, they don't need it. I mean, I think everybody knows the origin story by now and all you need is just a quick flashback sequence or mention of it. And yeah, I agree too with Alex saying more martial arts stuff would be awesome to see and more detective stuff would be cool. But um, one thing I will say going back to Alex's email about Batman Beyond and Terry not being fully trained. Um, I know that's been a complaint. A few people have about him and uh, the thing the ex- big explanation, pretty much, is, is way he's able to do all the stuff is it's the suit doing a lot of the work that he does of the training he doesn't have, and that kind of is, is what makes him able to be so young and to kind of have success as being Batman at such an early age as the suit. And you even see him get beat up tons of times in that suit, so that's the main reason why he's able to do what he can. But like you said, also Alex in the epilogue episode, he was full on Batman, so you know he does eventually get the training he needs to be a full on Batman like we see. So, but I just wanted to bring that out too.
0: (laughs) And I'll also say he's got Bruce in his ear telling him what to do (laughs) and all that knowledge and experience to help him out. Yeah.
3: My thoughts on the uh, film, like, again, I don't want to rehash what I said, but I, I do think that I'm, I would guess, but I hope, and I think what will probably happen is that, uh, Batman versus Superman or whatever the title is going to be, that it's going to be sometime later. Um, you know days later in metropolis i think the the events of uh zod being killed will be kind of in the past and superman's been functioning in metropolis and i think maybe that's the thing that brings uh batman to metropolis so i don't think we'll pick up from like you know moments after in the rebuilding i think the rebuild will have already happened and maybe we'll find out that you know, Wayne Enterprises and uh, LexCorp were together working on it. And, you know, Bruce has just been kind of been there in Metropolis watching. So um, I, I fully expect that maybe it'll be like a year or two later or something like that to where you don't have to explain a whole lot more with Superman. He's been kind of in the public eye. Um, and just kind of like the amazing Spider-Man movie, when they went through that whole, you know, we're going to do a fresh reboot and do the origin story. I remember thinking, we saw this, we saw this. Let's, I mean, I really liked Amazing Spider-Man, but I don't think you need to do that with Batman since we're just coming off a couple years after uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, like Tim said, we're everybody's pretty much familiar what makes Batman Batman. So unless it's just a, you know, a couple quick lines Bruce has with Clark, and yeah, my parents were shot in an alley, and I decided to become Batman. Okay, let's go get the bad guys type of thing. So I, I hope we don't have to you know, revisit any of that. So, But that's my two cents.
2: Here's the plot. Here's what it's going to be. The whole thing is that Bruce goes there to make Clark pay for the satellite. He busted
3: up, and his flight was off. <laughs> <That doesn't... Yeah. laughs> Do you know how much that cost?
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh... – Bruce gets knocked out, and Clark takes him in, puts him down in his basement. Um, it'll be tough. Batman in my basement. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, gosh. Hey,
0: and real quick, did you guys catch on that first Beware the Batman episode that one of the guys taken hostage with Michael Holt was Mr. Terrific?
2: I found that out afterwards. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. I
2: didn't realize that I was watching it. I
3: did not. Re- I did not even catch that.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they'll do something with him later.
2: I know stag is gonna be again with the whole they're gonna do metamorpho and he's gonna of course tie into that just like he was in Justice League. so I okay. do recognize him
0: yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool. but that's it for our uh, listener feedback section and uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns uh give us an email at you know batfans twenty seven at gmail dot com or check out our new uh, Facebook page which uh, I am sure Tim will give us the info on that. Uh, later in the podcast. If I want to, I don't know if I do. Yes, because <laughs> I don't have that info right here. So I did. I did add it to the show notes. Unless uh, <laughs> oh, you do have it on the yeah. show notes? Okay, yeah.
1: Okay, so I guess we can get into our comic book reviews, and like we say on every single oh my god, you gotta be kidding me!
2: <laughs> they they blow the lead. No,
1: it's just why don't they put in Balfour? <laughs> Come on.
2: Is he, it a save walked, situation?
1: Not really. He's well, there you six, go. 2 6, but. Yeah, it's not a same. Okay, finally a strike. <laughs> the count is 3 0. Oh. Finally it, threw one strike.
3: Just hearing you talk, if you left out the players' names, I could have swore you were listening to a Tigers ball game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, yeah, do you want Valverde closing your games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there, there goes another batter being walked. Two straight walks.
2: Okay, now it's the same situation.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Get him out of there. Okay. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Thank you for taking Jerry Blevins out of this dumb situation that he put himself in. But comic reviews, um, as we say on every show, uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't read your comics for the past two weeks, you really don't want to listen to this part. You want to come back to this part because we're going to spoil the crap out of them. Um, For this episode, we're covering the weeks of July 17th and July 24th. For July 17th, we have Batman and Catwoman number 22, finally a Catwoman issue that isn't written by Anna Senti. Kind of, kind of a Catwoman issue. Uh, Batwoman number twenty-two and Batman Beyond Unlimited number eighteen. For July twenty-fourth, we have Batman the Dark Knight number twenty-two and Batman Superman number two. And our rating scale for this episode is uh, times Dane gets distracted by the A's game. Um, so, Terence, where do you want to start us off at?
0: All right, let's start off with the Batman and Catwoman number 22. Um, And this, I I really enjoyed this issue. Um, As you said, I haven't been reading Catwoman for a while, so it was good to read a Catwoman story that was actually good. Um, And there was um, uh, a lot more in this story with... Catwoman, a little bit what she's doing in the the Justice League of America, which I have not been reading. Uh, it was a uh, kind of cool to get uh, caught up in, in some of what's going on with that, and then um, it was also cool to see some more of the the uh, Carrie Kelly story uh, fleshed out a little bit. Um, not too much happened in this as far as you know, furthering Batman's story. It was it, I still feel like this title sort of treading water until the whole uh Damian saga gets resolved. But um you know, I, just for a just a straight up kind of Batman Catwoman story, um I, I liked it and the art, of course, by Gleason was pretty awesome. Um and so um you know overall uh I'm gonna give this four times that Dane was distracted by the Oakland A's and uh out of five. Rob, what'd you think? Uh,
3: I like this. This was the first issue out of the called the Damien saga where Batman is not brooding and beating the tar out of every single person and lamppost and uh, random thug. Uh, it was almost a little lighthearted hearted episode, episode uh, comic to uh, read. Um, I like the interaction with uh, Catwoman and Batman and even going back to uh, making a reference with Batman, you know, punched Catwoman's uh, helmet uh kind of gave it an updated uh helmet to her and uh seeing how that bruce is uh, i'm kind of wondering at what point is he going to have to tell carrie or how he's going to have to say okay damien's dead he's not around and where uh carrie has the audio uh interviews of damien that kind of uh perked uh, Bruce up and she's kind of like oh you can have these you know once I get to talk to Damien you know I'll give these to you and uh, trying to figure out well how is he going to make that work and you know Carrie gets this voicemail that I'm sure Bruce has all these I I think in the issue that uh, I'm assuming Bruce is playing back all of the um, mic recordings from uh, Damien's costume I assuming he pieced Together, the voicemail that way uh, that uh, was able to send Carrie a quote unquote f- phone call message to Damien. So, uh, I didn't know how I was going to feel about Carrie Kelly being brought into this universe, but uh, I'm really warming up to uh, her uh, presence in the new 52. And this is just a real enjoyable, fun issue, and it was uh, a nice break from the you know, despair, and, you know, Batman ends up, you know, saving a girl in this, and I love the line, I'm trying to find it in the comic here real quick, where he's going to uh, swing out and asks her, you know, have you ever dreamed that you can fly? She says yes, and, you, you know, tells her to keep her eyes open, and uh, I, I just love that, you know, splash page of Catwoman and Batman swinging off with this, you know, little girl that they have, you know, saved and her eyes are, you know, real wide, and she looks happy and excited. And that's—he almost has a little bit of a smile uh, on that page, where it's like I almost get the feeling like Bruce is maybe starting to come around a little bit with his loss. So I—I I really enjoyed this. So I'm going to give this four out of five times that Dane is distracted. Oh come on! I can't believe they threw a strike by the Oakland uh, A's ball game. <laughs>
1: I like that. I like
2: that. Uh, Kim. Yeah, for me, I thought this one was just okay. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did. It had some great moments, but I just thought the main team-up part was Catwoman was a little bit weak for me. I didn't really think that, except for the end with the little girl was this whole storyline was, Oh it just didn't grab me. I love the stuff they're doing with Carrie Kelly and then Bruce still not telling her about Damien, but at the same time, too, he's, like you guys said, how long is he going to keep this up? He's like, I don't know if he's kind of doing it for himself where it's kind of a way for him, for Damien to still be alive, knowing that Carrie Kelly still thinks that he's alive and they have still have this ongoing relationship. I mean, he put in all that work to get that message over to her, getting those voice recognitions from past missions with Damien and then creating that new voicemail for her. So he's going through a lot just to keep this uh, rouse up for uh, Carrie Kelly and thinking that Damien's still alive. So all that stuff, I like that interaction that Batman's having with her and so I don't know what they have planned for her, but it does seem likely she's going to end up being his partner, maybe the new Robin. I mean, we'll see. It seems too obvious for it to happen, but it seems like it's leading up to that. And then just the only other part that I like, really like, in is this issue with what you mentioned, Rob, with the little girl and Batman rescuing her. You can just see how much. Whenever times there's a child in danger, you can. It seems like he steps it up a little bit more, or he gets more aggressive with the criminals who are putting these children in danger, and really lets them have it. I just love the line he said to the guy there. He goes, um, Continue to point that gun at us, and you will I guarantee you, you will never walk again. And the guy <laughs> yeah. just gives up his gun and is like, Wise choice. <laughs> like you said, Rob, that moment with the little girl where he swings up out with her with Catwoman, he has that smile on his face. It does look like this is kind of a bringing some, finally some joy in his life. Probably just because of that reminder that the times he used to have with Damien swinging out in the night, and I guess it's kind of. Not the same way, but a little bit reminiscent of the times he had with Damien there swinging with that little girl. So I liked all that stuff, but I think the meat of the story was Catwoman and that team-up. It just really didn't grab me. I just didn't find it too interesting. So overall, I'm probably just going to give it two and a half out of five times Dan gets distracted by the Oakland A's game, even though they're in first place.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, Rob, where do you want to take us?
3: Well, unfortunately, that was the only comic I read in this batch. So I can't take us anywhere, oh, Rob. I know
1: you left the point five cast, and I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna have to kick you off the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> we run a tight ship here; you can't miss an issue. Yes, you know we do an issue. it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Tim, I know you read Batman Beyond Unlimited number 18. Why
2: don't you do that one? Yes, I did read this one, and this is actually the last issue of Batman Beyond Unlimited is going to turn into, I think the Batman, I want to say the Batman universe, but I don't think it's quite literally that title. Um, it's going to be Batman Beyond the universe. <laughs> like I was just in the beyond. But, um, yeah, this is the last one of Unlimited, and it introduces the new Batgirl to the Batman Beyond universe. So um, the issue was pretty good for the most part. I like the introduction it had to the new Batgirl, where basically the story is a uh, Barbara Gordon, as the commissioner, is in this really rough part of Gotham called Crown Point. It's like, tons of rioting going on. It's, like, one of the worst places in Gotham, and really the police and nobody's doing anything about to help stop it. So this is where the new Batgirl really is operating, since no one else is really doing anything to stop the situation. So she has her first encounter with Barbara there, and right away, you know, Barbara is kind of taking a liking to her, kind of reminding her of her time as Batgirl. And basically the thrust of the story is once Barbara meets her, she kind of wants to put her to the test to see if she has what it takes to be a crime fighter and got them. And so she sets up this thing where she suspects this big, uh, big businessman. It's one of those stories where a business, corrupt businessman is ruining the city by poisoning the people to their food supplies to kind of tear itself apart. So Barbara knows this guy's a crooked businessman. She can take him down easily, but she wants to see if the new back row can do it. Because this guy's kind of. This poison that he's given to these people kind of. Builds her strength up, and it actually there's a sequence in here where Barbara flashes back to an encounter she had with Bane because fighting these opponents that have this in their system is like pretty much almost like Venom. They didn't call it Venom, but that's what it reminded Barbara of. So these guys are tough. So Barbara kind of lets herself get beaten by this guy, and then but the new backer comes and takes him down, and the new backer kind of realizes this that you could have easily taken him out. I seen you take out a bunch of these other thugs and these uh, people rioting in the street. So you must have did this to test me. And Barbara's all like, yeah, you're right. I want to see what you have, what it takes. I think you have potential. She's all like, I won't turn you in or anything. I'll look the other way, but just don't cross that line of, you know, killing people. That's the only thing she'll go after with. And the new background at first is like, yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Like, you really can't do that much to me. But then Barbara surprises her and, by showing her that she knows who exactly she is. She's a high school student, and Barbara leaves a note for her in her locker, kind of revealing, yeah, I know who you are, I know what your story is, so I'm better than you think, and it kind of impresses the new Batgirl. It's like, yeah, okay, I got, I know you're good, and you're different from, like, the other police officers, so they kind of just ended where they have this mutual respect for each other, and Barbara's going to look the other way, kind of like she does for Terry as being Batman, and this new girl is not going to do anything that crosses the line. But you just know that eventually they're going to have more interactions together. It's kind of To me, I got the impression that the way Bruce mentors Terry, Barbara's going to do it to this new background. It's going to be like uh, her her uh, Terry, I guess you could say. So it was an okay story. It just mainly set up. Nothing great. And then the other story was wrapping up the storyline of the Metal Men, which I really wasn't getting too much I uh, wasn't getting too much out of it. It wasn't the greatest, especially coming off the Joker story. And the only good thing about this issue is that, at least not the issue, but the storyline with the Metal Men, is that it's kind of setting up where the whole story of Batman Beyond and its characters are going. Bruce thinks it's time to let more people, into, I guess, into their group. He even calls it the Bat Family, like Tim's back, Dick's back. Max is going to have a new role as kind of the smudder of this Internet group called Undercloud. So uh, they're kind of getting a new team going, and Bruce leaves it up to Terry. Do you still want to be Batman? Because he knows Terry's kind of been questioning it for a while. Like, how long do I really want to keep doing this? He still has that urge to have a normal life. and So the issue ends with Bruce leaving that up to Terry. He's like, no matter what you choose, I'll support you, and I'll always thank you for what you did as your time as Batman. But he, at the same time, he says, there must always be a Batman. So if he won't be Batman, someone else will be. That's where the issue ends, and it kind of got me thinking about how where the next series is going to take up in the Batman Beyond universe, because Kyle Higgins is taking over, and I think he's going to do a great job with it. You also mentioned that his story takes place at a time, I think he said a year has passed since uh, where this issue ended, so it's going to be everyone's in a different state. I think you mentioned Terry and Dana are going to be in college, and everyone's just going to be in a different situation, so I'm really looking forward to see what Kyle Higgins done, does with this. And one of the negatives I have with this final Batman Beyond a story with the metal man. I thought the art was really horrible. Terry <laughs> and Bruce's face is just, it just looks really awkward and different. Like, can't even describe it. It's just really bad. So thankfully, I think this will be the last issue with this artist on there because he's definitely left a lot to be desired in this issue. So overall, I'm going to give this one three out of five times Stan gets distracted by the Oakland A's game.
1: All right, so for July 10th, we have... Batman the Dark Knight, number 22, and Batman Superman, number 2. Did you want to
0: review Batwoman? Did you read Batwoman? I I missed uh, Batwoman. I
1: I didn't read any comics.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No,
3: no, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm the new guy. I know my place. Uh, Continue. (laughs) There we go. Finally. (laughs) Thank
1: you. That's a final. Ah, <laughs> uh, 6 I can I can finally focus. <laughs>
2: focus on the comics you haven't read. <laughs> yeah. All right,
1: so uh uh Terrence okay. Terrence. <laughs> Where uh, where would you like to start us off at?
0: Uh, let's go with the Batman Superman number two, since we were talking a lot about Batman Superman movie. And um, I like Batman Superman number one, even though I was very confused during a lot of it. And um, what I liked about number two was that um, they kind of told you what the confusion was right away. They didn't draw it out too, too long uh and so the confusion of one came from the fact that it was the superman batman of earth 2 mingling with the new 52 um, superman batman in um i guess uh earth 2 they're much older uh than uh, the only thing i didn't like about that is i know that the from reading Earth 2, issue number one, that they're both going to get killed right away. Um, so that was kind of like a downer. But, um,
2: Real quick, Terrence. Did they, yeah. Did I miss it? Did they say that's the Earth 2 universe?
0: Um, I don't believe they actually said it in the issue now that I think about it, but I read it on a review from it. Or I read it somewhere that it was the Earth 2, um, Batman, Superman, but... That source may have been wrong. I don't know. I'll have to look up and see wh- where I found that or, or what that was. I thought I read it on Comic Vine that it was the Earth 2. Um, but it's definitely a parallel yeah. universe.
2: I thought it may- maybe it's another Earth that's like going to introduce through this story, like Earth 3 or something.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check. When, when, when you guys are doing your reviews of it, I'll check to see where exactly um, these other supermen are from. But um, it was pretty cool how um, it was, um, whether it's Earth-2 because it, uh, or not, because uh, in Earth-2, Batman and Catwoman were married and had a child who is the new Huntress. Um, uh, it kind of started off with Batman um, from the 52 universe, you know, it wasn't that confusing to read, but it's very confusing to try to explain. Uh the fifty two Batman uh is uh kind of meets Catwoman and she thinks it's her husband and um kind of I like it because when the the um I'll call him Earth Two even if he's not Batman shows up, you know, Catwoman's all tied up and looks like the prisoner, but it was all just a ruse to uh um She's like, I had him just where I wanted him. He was about to tell me everything. I think that was pretty cool. And the two Batman fight a little bit until they very quickly kind of realize what's going on. And then the two Superman fight. But the Superman one was really good because um, in in the 52 Superman with the, the blue jeans is um, on the parallel Earth where Ma and Pa Kent are still alive. And it's Ma Kent who realizes right away like, Oh, you lost us. We're, we're dead on the other planet, and kind of gives him a hug and, and diffuses the fight. Um, uh, and so I thought that was kind of a, a neat touch. Um, and then it ends with Wonder Woman showing up and um, killing what you think at first is Lois Lane, but it turns out to be the bad guy. Which I I don't know who.
2: Do, do any of you guys know who exactly this bad guy is? Or I'm just getting the impression it's one of these uh, like these Greek gods that one that's in the Wonder Woman. Universe, or what she goes through in her cur- current comic series right now, because uh, she, Wonder Woman seems to know all about this guy, and what she calls her like, like no, like a demon walks here, and he goes, no, you just picked a fight with a god. So I'm thinking that it's like one of those Greek god type characters. Maybe okay. I'm wrong, but that's the impression I'm getting.
0: Well, on the first page, it, it says, "Hello, mortals. You can call yeah. me KIO, the Trickster." So I, I did not recognize the villain. Maybe it's a new villain um the artwork i thought was fantastic um one of the criticisms i read was that the you know the backgrounds aren't really flushed out but that's kind of the style um and um i, you know, I thought that it was great um so uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing you know more of wonder woman here and um uh overall uh, i was very enjoyable so i'm going to give this four times that Dane was distracted by the Oakland A's um, in their victory over the uh, Angels tonight uh, out of five.
3: I too liked this one. And as I'm uh, here listening to you do your review, Terrence, I'm just holding the issue in my hand. And I just, I like the paper that it's printed on. Everything's, the front cover is just really glossy. And uh, even the pages inside seem to have a little bit of gloss to them. So I, I liked it aesthetically for, for that um, that you know it's a 399 issue and it's probably the best looking 399 issue out there other than the Trinity War issues that are all given the same uh, front cover treatment um, and uh, Rob before you get
0: into your review I just want to say real quick I to interrupt you no but on the DC comics website itself on the um, blurb about Batman Superman number two. It says Batman and Superman travel to Earth Two where they find familiar heroes who are trying to kill them. So I, go. I got that from the DC Comics website. So sorry to interrupt you, but Mystery Solved. Uh,
3: so they're saying that the Batman and Superman of this series that we'll be reading throughout is the new fifty two Batman Superman.
0: Yeah. And they're they're currently right now It's the Batman and Superman from the New 52 five years ago and they're trapped on Earth 2 is what I'm getting from
3: it. I I thought I saw that on the DC Comics too where they, I think it's issue 3 that they say find out why Batman and Superman don't remember their first meeting. So I don't know if that's somewhere in the solicitation for the third um, issue or not. Um, That makes me feel better than it's. I don't know what it is about Earth 2. I'm not a real fan of it. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's, you know, pre new 52, I guess. Um, uh, that's,
0: um, sorry to interrupt again. That issue, sure. the blurb for issue number four, it says it's the conclusion of the first arc. We discover why Superman and Batman have no memory of this tragic first adventure. And that's issue number four, but it's actually the fifth issue because there's that 3.1 doomsday in between. But yeah, you're right on that one.
3: Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, no, I I liked it, too. Um, I think the artwork is just stellar. Um, and I agree with you. The backgrounds, I think, are fleshed out because it is in the style um, that it is. It's like real kind of noir, you know, just kind of atmospheric uh, backgrounds where the backgrounds are just kind of like solid colors you may get. In this issue, you can kind of tell that we're in the cave a little bit because there's just some rocks, but everything's in, you know, grays and blues and, you know, just some deep colors. Um, And I really like the, you know, uh, Earth 2 Superman and Superman's kind of fight and discussion. And just like you said about uh, Ma Kent realizing, you know, why her, she still refers to him like as... Her son, why he's angry that the whole, you know, you know, you've lost us in your earth, and she has compassion on him. And um, the thing that made me chuckle is that when Superman and Superman are flying away, Earth Two Superman is flying, and you know, the uh, uh, New Fifty Two Superman is still leaping and says, "Do you want me to carry you? This will be, <laughs> this will be easier." He's like, "No, no, I'm fine." You know, it's kind of like that. Uh, reminded me of the uh, Lego uh, to Batman movie where, you know, Batman does not want to be carried by Superman at all, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> and I think that would just be kind of like, it's almost like big brother, you know, little brother, come on, little brother, let me carry you. It's Like, no, I, I don't want you carrying me. So they may see, you know, <laughs> so I, I really did uh, like this. And like you said, it's really kind of hard to talk about, but reading it, it makes, it makes perfect sense. It's just, uh, it, it's all over the place but at the same time I think it, it I reread issue number one and it flowed a lot better once I kind of figured out who was what and kind of what things were going on so you know, overall i I did like this and uh, this was a last minute pickup when it first came out like i mentioned of uh, last time on uh issue number one that I almost wasn't gonna pick it up and i had since added it to my poll list, and I'm, I'm glad I did. It's surprisingly pretty good. So I, too, am going to give this four times out of five that Dane was now happily distracted by the open A's and their victory.
1: So I guess we can move on to our final book.
2: Or I could <laughs> review Batman No, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. That's
1: against, that's against, uh, <laughs> it's against the law. Because, okay. Because it's against the you, law. <laughs> do you want to go to prison, Tim?
3: <laughs> it's, in the fine, it's in the fine print of the podcast when I had to sign to be on this. Um, I, I did read that, Tim, so I think you missed that. The contract you had to sign was blood. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> well, um, I'm breaking the law then. <laughs> yeah, Tim. You do
1: that. You break the law. And uh, give us your. Give us your review for Batman Superman number two.
2: Yeah, so pretty much echoing what you guys said. Oh, wait, Tim, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you couldn't remember you. one second
1: earlier. <laughs> no, no, I had to interrupt you as soon as you started going. Uh, but overall, is Batman Superman worth
2: picking up? Overall, right now, I say yes. After the okay. first issue, I was kind of iffy because I'm um, at the end, I was like, what the heck is going on? At first, they didn't know each other, but now they do know each other. Batman's referring to Superman as Clark and all that. Like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> but, but then with this issue, it's kind of all made sense where, they're, okay, they're on this different Earth, and there's these different Batman and Superman, which is why they know each other. Just, I mean, they do have different costumes, which makes it obvious, but it just, in the first issue, it was just weird how it all flowed and played out where you really couldn't tell that. <laughs> but reading this issue, it did make sense. And it is a pretty cool team of story for Batman and Superman to have. And I think my favorite moment is um, the Superman superman fight where the Kents arrive and they suspect how different Clark is. And like you said, uh, Rob, but that Martha recognizes that, oh, you must have lost. Your parents were no longer in your world, which is why you're acting like this. So I just love that whole interaction that Superman had. Um, Earth New Fifty Two Superman had with Earth Two Superman's uh, parents, and then the, I I think I should say that the Earth Two Superman, this is the Superman how I want (laughs) New Fifty Two. His parents are still alive, which I like. He's in a relationship with Lois, which is always uh, better to have Superman in a relationship with more so than Wonder Woman. (laughs) And then this everything this is the Superman world that I like reading about, and it's kind of made I was reading wishing uh, I wish this was the real. New 52 Superman world, but it's not. But like you guys said, there were some great moments. The Batman Catwoman uh, sequence in the Batcave was cool. Like I mentioned, the Superman-Superman fight. And then the end caught me by surprise with uh, Wonder Woman coming in and just piercing Lois Lane right in the chest, revealing that god who was uh, controlling her at the time. So definitely intrigued to see where the story is going to go and see how it all plays out with the... two Superman and two Batman in the same world, and now Wonder Woman. So, so far it's shaping up to be a pretty cool series. So, for this issue, I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, three and a half times out of five that Dane was just distracted by the Oakland A's. And they did a cool thing with that
0: uh, relationship where sh- uh, Lois was talking to the, you know, R. Clark, I guess, and and she's like, oh, so who are you dating now? And he looks up, and there's, you know, yeah. Wonder Woman. That, that was kind of cool how they did that, yeah.
2: Yeah, because that Superman doesn't even know it yet, because it's just, like he's still fairly early on in his career, so it's just a nice tease.
3: Yeah. I like it was like, Wonder, wow. I mean, hi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah, to answer your question, Dan, yeah, I think it's worth it. All right, so uh, with our last comic, it's going to be Batman the Dark Knight, number 22. So who wants to take this one first, Robert or Terrence? Duke it out. <laughs> uh, you can do it, Rob.
3: Uh, you can do it, Terrence, because I didn't read this one. <laughs> oh. okay. Well, that was easily settled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. So which number is this here? Okay. Uh, Batman, The Dark Knight, number 22. My first thought on this was I was disappointed because it is not Ethan Van Skyver doing the art yeah. on it. <laughs> which, I don't know, are they doing a thing where they're... Flipping back and forth, um artists, or are there two artists? So I can't tell if, um and I'm blanking on this artist's name, let me pull it up, who did, he did the, um I believe I think? Yeah, uh, yeah, Alex Malieve was, um is he like, just a fill-in artist, or is he the co-artist? I, I'm not really sure, but um actually I really liked his art. After after being disappointed that it wasn't Ethan Van Skyver, I really liked it. it and, and the feel of the art, Reminded me a lot of uh, like Jock's art with um, the um, uh, early uh, Scott Snyder run, so I, I was kind of digging it. And it starts off, it had me right in with uh, Commissioner Gordon, and there's a hold up and he's kind of like a uh, just like really driven, and he's got these guns taped to his back, a la Bruce Willis in Die Hard, and he's going to go into the hostage situation. Um, and it turns out uh that he just goes right up and he starts killing everybody. And one of the, the hostages who, you know, is um, one of Clayface's guys, uh, you know, surrenders. And Gordon, like, takes him and shoots him and kills him even after he surrenders. So it was kind of like, whoa, And Batman comes out and he's like, tell me, I, I didn't just see what I just saw. But then it, it when Batman punches Gordon in the face, you know, his face turns to Clay and you realize it's Clayface. Um, and, um, he's able to get away, which what I liked about this issue is it kind of showed how dangerous, um, Clayface can be because a lot of times they make him just sort of this, you know, um, just kind of a dumb Hulk kind of guy who just, you know, gets frozen by Batman at some point. But here it just showed how you know, even though he's this big hulky guy, using stealth he's so dangerous because he can slip through a drain and then he can just become anybody or anything um and get out. Um and so then uh, I guess the the rest of the issue kind of centered around um if Clayface was Gordon then where's Gordon and where does Gordon where's Gordon being held hostage? And um you know one of the things one of my knocks on on Batman in the New Fifty Two is that he's not much of the world's greatest detective, and here's another example because he really has no clue where Gordon is, can't find Gordon. Gordon's in a um like an uh, I think an abandoned theater somewhere and makes a uh, makeshift bat signal, which somehow, and here's where it kind of lost me a little bit. Somehow Bruce is able to see that from Wayne Manor, um, so I'm not really sure how it projected outside, but. You know, it's a comic, and I'll go with it. But, you know, it really wasn't much detective work. Bruce looked out his window and then followed the, the light. Um, and then it kind of ends with um, them going in the room and seeing all the Basil Carlo um, memorabilia in the dressing room of where Gordon was being held. Uh, and so I guess maybe there'll be some detective work. I, I'm not really sure right now if, if Bruce knows who Clayface is or not. Um, and then it kind of ends with, Two-Face kind of, I'm Two-Face, hello, Clayface <laughs> kind of, um, walking away, uh, and so, um, and it ends with, can Batman contain the uncontainable? Um, so, I think it's setting up to be a pretty good, um, kind of, uh, Clayface story, and, and I really liked it, um, despite my, uh, giving it some negative comments. I really did like this, um, so I'm gonna give it, once again, it's kind of a pattern four times. Uh, Dane was distracted by the Oakland A's Because maybe he was distracted because they were showing Highlights of Derek Jeter Making the throw and winning <laughs> the, the series for the Yankees Coming back down two games to none In the whatever year that was, was 2003 or something 2003. So 2001 that's it yeah So uh, the Yankees beat them a, a few times in the playoffs So uh, maybe it was all those defeats to the Yankees In the playoffs that distracted Dane Time and time again
3: I have a question of uh about Clayface in this, uh, without having read it, is this the same Clayface that can do the same things as in, uh, was it Batman 19, I think, or 18, where he can just touch somebody and, you know, mimic, you know, their personalities and everything? Is that kind of the the same same deal here?
2: It is, because they actually make reference to it, to Batman number 19, so it takes place afterwards of that storyline. Okay. Yeah, and I'm in agreement with you, Terrence. I really like this issue. Craig Hurwitz always knocks it out of the park, I think, when he does first uh, the first issue of a new story arc he's doing. <laughs> he did it with uh, the Scarecrow, the Mad Hatter, and now this one. I don't think this one's quite good as the Mad Hatter and Scarecrow introductory uh, issues, but right off the gate, it was this great introduction to the story. With Like you said, Gordon, he has this monologue saying how Gotham has taken everything from him, his marriage, his son, and Barbara being crippled for a while, and you just got that sense he's not taking, he's not putting up with it anymore. So that's why it kind of sold me in the beginning, where he shoots all those uh, criminals in the in that store. Like, is this really Gordon? Is he really, like, he got broken so much, is he really doing this, or is it a dream? But then uh, pretty quickly it gets revealed, like you said, it was Clayface. And then, uh, like you said, the whole setup of Gordon, Gordon being captured and him, Batman, trying to figure out where he's at, and then Gordon making that bat signal, out of like some trash on the floor. I thought it was pretty cool. And then uh not how it ends. The like the main theme was it was how like how can you find and capture a criminal who can who you can't see, who can be anyone out there everywhere like anywhere. So I did like that aspect and I think it's gonna so far shaping up to be a pretty cool story. And the one knock on Hurwitz is that usually his last issue for me is where it just doesn't hold up to what was set up before So I'm hoping different things for Clayface but for me, he's been 0 for 3 with Penguin, Scarecrow, and the Mad Hatter that doesn't kill the series or the story arcs, but the last issues just don't end on a high note like they start off with. So hopefully fourth time's the charm <laughs> for the story arc, but overall it's off to a great start. Another thing I liked about it, too, was that there's a mystery going on that Clayface might know who Batman really is because at one point he turns he shapeshift into Natalia, who was just killed in the last Mad Hatter arc, and Batman and Alfred are kind of wondering, how did he know about this? I'm just kind of guessing maybe it's something with his new power that whoever he touches and can turn into, he gets their memories or a portion of their memories or some to that regard where he knows their secrets. So we'll see where that goes, but it definitely has me intrigued. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one uh, three and a half times out of five that uh, Dane was distracted by the Oakland A's games tonight. So, yeah, overall, it's off to another good start. Now, before we wrap up the comic review section, I just wanted to ask real quick, Rob, I know on the last podcast uh, you said you were going to check out uh, the latest issue of Detective Comics. I just wanted to see if you did and what you thought of it, because I know you haven't read Detective in a long time.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, you sent me a tweet, and I totally like meant to reply and I never did I really enjoyed it oh cool (laughs) Um, yeah I liked it um I was intrigued to kind of see you know the tumbler you know in it but the story overall I, I thought was done really well um yeah I have recently told the guy at my comic shop I was like well sign me up for a detective comic I at least went up through uh this arc to you know to finish it and I'll probably end up getting uh you know, rehooked on it uh, at least just to finish this arc. So I thought it was pretty good. I was borderline whether I was going to pick up uh, the Dark Knight at all. So I, I might with this Clayface story too. So just hearing your guys's uh, review of it kind of got me, you know, intrigued uh, with those two uh, issues that I, you know, kind of dropped early on in the new fifty-two.
0: Yeah, I got to say the the writing and the art was really good because, like Tim, um, Tim said. You really believe that it's Gordon pushed to the edge at, in the beginning. They 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 really sold that really well, and then um, it was a good reveal. And it didn't take too long; it was real quick, where you weren't sitting there going, "Oh, I know what's going on." It's for four pages, so uh, yeah, this one was good. It's, and especially, it's, I think it's going to be a four or five issue story
2: arc on Face. So yeah, something like that.
3: Cool.
2: Glad you like Detective. You didn't have the reaction. Oh, Tim made me waste my money on this <laughs> exercise
3: issue. <laughs> Great, I've got another doormat. Yeah. No, and I have and because of reading that, I pulled out my old uh, Batman Annual from 1986 with the wrath in it and read that uh, too, just as a, a, a refresher because I had not read that in so long. So it was kind of nice to see a little bit of parallels in between. The wrath from 1986 to this one too, so I, I'm kind of thinking it could be the same guy, but we'll see as the story goes.
2: All right, cool. So I know you and me were discussing that last night. Like, is it the same or that it's totally different? So
3: there was some parallels.
2: So you yeah, there was some okay. little bit.
3: Yeah,
0: cool. Yeah, because there's two versions, which I had mentioned on another podcast. There's the one from like '86. And then they they did a, a reboot of it um, in the Batman Confidential series, yes. which is very similar. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what they take from each one.
2: Yeah, we shall see. Hopefully, they'll all be as good as the, that first issue, though. But
3: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really hopeful for it. All right,
2: well, that's gonna wrap up this episode. So thanks everyone for listening. And as usual, you could check us out on our host site, The Batman Universe at thebatmanuniverse.net. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheBatmanUniverse. And now, thanks to Rob, we, the Batfans, have our own Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook.com slash BatfansPodcast. So just another way you guys can communicate with us. We'd love to hear from you. Just can post uh, so your thoughts on the show, anything you'd like to hear us discuss, or just anything in general, you can go and feel free to post on there. and Anything you want us to discuss on the show, we will. So definitely check out our Facebook page.
0: Or which animated series you'd like us to act out naked? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very weird question. Death and nudity. Yeah, Yeah.
3: and maybe that should be your first comment if you're going to the Facebook page for the first time. uh, Maybe you can request an episode for Dane to reenact. (laughs)
2: You'll Get a little payback for him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and also, you can find the Batman Universe on Twitter at Batman Universe, and you can follow each of us on Twitter. I'm at TimG311. Terence is at IOD1974. Rob's at Drummer 10 and Dane is at Dane Says Banana. And also, make sure to check us out on iTunes. You can find us there, as well as all the other Batman Universe podcast. And uh, leave us a review. It'd be much appreciated if you guys leave us a review. I think we're up to. Nine on there So it'd be cool If we can get to Ten Have a nice round number there
0: We can do it Hey do you think Anyone has ever Found out that They were dying And their thought Was to act out Something naked For their family To say goodbye (laughs) I highly doubt it (laughs) Yeah Let's hope Dane doesn't come down with anything terminal, or we might be in that's for a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Maybe if you were in your tub and you lost the ability to speak, and you have to try and say, you know, where you left the car keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right,
2: so with all that talk, talk and discussions of acting out Batman the Animated Series episode <laughs> in the nude, <laughs> that's going to wrap up this Batman episode number 35. So. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm vengeance.
0: Yep. I'm the night. I don't have any pants on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I mean that's why he also wanted to change it to the Batman's Out Pants podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs>
0: I told my wife that I get Dan what's called Batman's Out Pants.
2: Said,
3: that's just creepy. <laughs> I, I like I said that I was gonna.
1: That was